Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Add WFAN to your contacts to talk New York sports with us at 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount Plus. Stream Super Bowl 58 on CBS with Paramount Plus. It's Brandon Tierney and Sal Licata on WFAN, The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. I have a major bone to pick with Woody. What is his issue, BT? Woody Johnson can't help himself running his mouth, again showing how clueless he is, saying that we didn't have a backup quarterback last year, as if that's the problem, as if employing the worst head coach in the NFL isn't the problem, or Joe Douglas and his picks aren't the problem. I'll tell you what the problem is. The Jets have a major problem. It is Woody Johnson. I got a question for you. Yeah. You think Woody's a good owner? And no, I don't. obviously, based on what you just said, the answer is I don't. no. You think James Dolan's a good owner? Um, I mean, I think James Dolan has learned Knicks. to be a better owner. Okay. So, you're reacting to the comments where he torched, obviously, Zach and no backup and, you know, basically said, hey, it's time to go. The edict is here. The mandate's upon us. You don't win your guy. He, he said there was no playoff mandate. Well, but he basically said, yeah. uh, he, he said seven short. wins. You got to do better well, he said than seven it's unacceptable. wins. unacceptable. Yeah. I, yeah, I oh, mean. But I don't put a playoff mandate on there. Okay. But, but yeah. Right, either way. I, like, to me, the comments are, are, I don't say immaterial because, you know, you're going to win or you're going to lose. Um, I think it showed a little a little strength, and I think he's been too absent too often. But the reason why I asked you about James Dolan here is because for years, and there was a multitude of reasons that crept into this thought process, Dolan awful, Dolan awful, Dolan awful, Isaiah, Larry Brown before that, Phil Jackson, Derek Fisher, Hordasek, all the mess on and off the court. Well, now suddenly... James Dolan hired somebody who actually did his job, I don't know, well. And the Knicks seem incredibly functionable, ascending, and almost people trying to replicate what they do. Now, if, honestly, if the people that hired, that, that Woody hired did their job, I don't think anybody has an issue with Woody. But that's my problem with Woody. The what? people that he hired to do their job suck at doing their job, and he can't see that. Oh, he sees it. He sees it. How? How? He's sitting back saying that he's blaming the backup quarterback, which, by the way, A, is insulting to Zach Wilson. B, how's that quarterback? How did he get here? Joe Douglas, the guy that you hired, 
picked him number two. Then threw him to the Wolves, set him up to fail, and guess what? He failed. Then he had the plan of Zach Wilson being the backup last year, which to me wasn't the issue. The issue was when Rodgers went down, we all knew, including Joe Douglas and the Jets and even Woody Johnson, that Zach Wilson couldn't be the starter. And yet, Joe Douglas sat on his hands. So what he sees all this, he knows he employs the worst head coach in the NFL, find me one who's worse, and he's blaming the backup quarterback. Like, that's the problem is that he's not acknowledging the issue with Joe Douglas and Robert Sala. I'd look at the Jets, right? And, I mean, there's a lot wrong with them. But, again, specific to to Woody Johnson as an owner. Because, Sal, it's interesting, and and rightfully so, um, you know, on, on a lot of levels here. It's about the Jets. It's, a, it's about Sala. It's been about Zach for three years and, obviously, the GM. But, like, when we talk about the Mets, it's a lot about Cohen and Epler before that. And, of course, right. Stern, we talk about the Yankees. It's it's obviously a lot of Cashman stuff. Not that Hal doesn't get dragged into no, but it. He does. He, no, he, he absolutely does. But, in a lot of ways, Woody's been sheltered, okay? Even Mara and Tish, but with the Coughlin stuff. Well, Woody like, was away for a while. He was. His brother, Chris, obviously took over a couple of years when he was in the U.K. I, I, look, at, I look at an owner, and I say to myself, all right. Do they do they give the players a chance to to thrive? Meaning, do they have the best facilities? Do they? And the answer is yes. Woody Johnson built them a world class facility. All right. Does he spend a lot of money to accent the roster? The answer is yes. When there's a power move to be made, does Woody make sure he's on the private jet and get everybody out there? Now it didn't work out, but was he able to reel in Aaron Rodgers? The answer is yes. And, you know, let's face it, uh, Joe Douglas has had a very spotty resume, but he hired Joe Douglas, and that was roundly received as a very shrewd, savvy hire. No, Joe Douglas was incredibly respected. He's had a lot of misses as well. We know what he's hit on. We don't need to always recite the draft history, mm-hmm. but we know what's popped and what has not. I think what Woody said yesterday to me is, is it was important. Um, I don't think that... It's anything that he needed to say because, let's face it, if Salah loses, he's gone, and so is Joe. But the fact that he said it, it does show at least a symbolic, visible lack of tolerance that, all right, I put up with a lot, and this is it. I also think that after the season, 2024, this will be it if we don't win. I think Woody's the low-hanging fruit. I, I, I know that the results matter, and there's always a correlation to ownership. I get that, Sal. But I just ran a couple of specific through some things that right. I think he does well, and I'm sincere. Outside of winning, right. which is which is all that matters, what does Woody? What does he fail at as Here, an owner? Here's the thing. I'm, I'm, think, I'm genuinely curious. And, and what you I say? Th- I think you just laid it out very well, right? Why he could be viewed as a good owner in some people's eyes? Why maybe he's better than some others? He's friendly with the players. He's friendly with the fans at times. Investing a lot in the team and all that stuff wants to win. There's a difference between being a good owner and being a smart owner. And I don't think Woody Johnson is a smart owner because a smart owner would look at this team and say, what just happened this past season is not because we had a problem with the backup quarterback because there aren't many teams 
almost ever outside of the Rams back in 1999 when they lose Trent Green in preseason. Kurt Warner, future Hall of Famer, goes on to win the Super Bowl. There are teams who can overcome losing that type of starting quarterback. Even the Browns, who did make the most of their crappy situation. Joe Flacco, comeback player of the year. They made the postseason. Even they hit their wall and probably would have said, you know what, we wish we had Deshaun Watson back. Like, you, you needed Aaron Rodgers. The Jets season was built on Rodgers. Once he goes down, it's over. You did not lose your season because you needed a better backup quarterback. You lost your season because, A, you've been relying on a 40-year-old Hall of Fame quarterback to come in here and save this team. B, you drafted poorly. C, you have a head coach who couldn't coach his way out of a paper bag. That's why I have the issue with Woody Johnson. Yeah. Not that he's a bad owner. I got he's you. not a smart owner. And I'm not saying he's a good owner. I'm just saying that there's, I think there's a, a pecking order of blame here. And there's a reason why I brought James Dolan into the conversation early. James Dolan, you know, outside of when the, outside of when the Mets traded, was at uh, M. Donald Grant? I, I, when, yeah. I think he was in the middle of that. When they traded Tom Seaver. I don't know that there's been a more despised owner in New York. Now, George. There was also off the court stuff with Dolan. Oh, for sure. No doubt about That's it. a big part of it, too. It, the personality yes. and. Yes. Some of the stuff that he says. Yeah, no question. Like, Sal. Woody's not that. No, Woody's, Woody's a very likable guy. I, I, I met him. He's right. approachable. He's friendly. He's got a little charisma. I think he genuinely cares about the team. He's trying to do the right thing. He connects with fans. Dolan, it's a different He's it's hiring a different the wrong optic. people, though. That's the problem. Although, I'm, I'm not going to push back on that. He has absolutely hired the wrong people. And I respect what you're saying, that he's been too tolerant. Like, if they cleaned house and they brought in Harbaugh, trust me, I ain't complaining. I'm not, I promise you. And by the way, Vrabel, like it doesn't even Vrabel. I thought Harbaugh, I would say Belichick, even Pete Carroll with the way that the Jets are at. I understand like long-term that doesn't make sense. But short-term where they're at with Rodgers, I think the Jets were in a unique position here to do something drastic. They and And, and uh, not even crazy. Like I want to use the word crazy, but shocking, yes, but it would have benefited them and been more in line with what they're doing as opposed to running it back with these guys. I'm not saying that you're wrong. Again, the the, the thing about – I just want to finish the thought on Dolan. Yeah. And, and, you know, without running through all the mistakes that they've made, whether it was – you know, really mm-hmm. – to me, with Larry Brown is where it got off the rails, and then it was just a complete mess with Isaiah. And then you push it forward up until this most recent iteration. Think about – Everything we complained about, and we get these calls here, obviously, BT and Sound on the fan. The 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 inability to draft, the inability to develop, the lack of shrewd free agent moves, and the lack of astute trades. That's what plagued all of those previous Nick, you know, doormats, all right? The teams that we just loathed. Now it's the complete opposite. Leon Rose drafts well. He develops well. He made maybe the most shrewd signing in the history of basketball with Jalen Brunson making $25 million a year, and he makes shrewd trade after shrewd trade. It's not about Leon Rose here. Yeah, it's not about Leon Rose. It's about now how the owner is perceived. He hired people. They sucked. We hated the owner. All right, and again, for dis- mm. different reasons, you're right. I get it. The optics with Dolan sitting courtside, oh, he also got over. In the way. He also got no, in the way of Donnie Walsh. No doubt. Walsh no was doubt. having success. He meddled in there. And Sal, got, yeah. you're not wrong. And I'm not defending Dolan. All I'm saying is when ownership hires somebody and the people they hire do their job, ownership looks good. Agreed. And when they're and not... Joe, and Joe Douglas has failed. And when, Well, that's the point. When they're not doing their job, the owner's got to acknowledge that and realize when the right time is to make a change. And I don't know what, what he's got to get hit in the face with to know that right now, this offseason would have been the time to make the change. Our friends at Town Fair Tire remind you that at Town Fair Tire, you always get the guaranteed lowest price on name brand tires from Connecticut to Maine. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. Scotty G is on Long Island. What's up, Scotty G? Scotty. 
Scotty G, you there? Char- mm. Charlie's in Beth Page. What's up, Charlie? Hey, uh, BT and Sal, how are you? I am so disgusted on this Friday getting ready for the Super Bowl, and I got to hear that breakout last night that Woody is putting everyone on. Yeah, you should have done that already. I was so happy when he took over the jet team from Leon Hess how many years ago. I said, we're going in the right direction. This guy runs a business. I wish he ran the Jets like he ran his business. And if he did that, I mean, that's the only way he was able to buy the Jets because he ran a company. And now run your Jets the way you run your company. It's a disgrace again. But I'm trying to get on to the Super Bowl. you got to hear him making his comments. That staff should have been out of there. The best coaching staff were available this year. Clear the house. Get a GM. Start all over. And you want to keep Rodgers there? Yeah, keep him there. See, Not get rid of him. That's my, that's my point, Charlie, and thank you for the call, is that you've got to be smart enough, BT. While I respect an owner being patient, he made a hire, wants to stick with it, wants to see this plan through. There is a part of me that respects that. However, there's also a part of me that says, hey, you've watched this same regime fail year after year after year. It just blew up in your face, your plan this year. And, oh, by the way, there are incredible head coaching candidates available. The timing lined up perfectly for the Jets to sit there and say, you know what? I know what I would normally do is ride this out and give them one more year, but I'm going to make a change now, have the foresight to say that these guys aren't the guys, or this guy in particular with Salah isn't the guy I'm going after Bill Belichick or Pete Carroll or Mike Vrabel and change things now. I think a lot of Jet fans are, are probably really disagreeing with what I'm saying today. And I'm not saying that Woody's a very good owner. I'm, I'm not saying that at all. You know, I, I, and I'm, I'm not absolving him of blame. I, I'm just trying to, I guess, you know, properly place the levels of blame here. Like, again, this is a very basic concept. You know, Spike Eskin is thought to be an outstanding program director. Now he's going back on the air. Mm-hmm. Good luck with that. It's, right. it's a different, it's a different battle. Yeah, according to some measurements. Yeah, was he one? Yeah. I didn't see it today. Was yes. it bad stuff? Yes. Uh, not surprisingly, but he's number one. There you go. So I think it had something to do with his decision on, on the midday show, but I'm not sure about that. Well, I was going to kind of go there. Think about this. Like, I mean, it's self-effacing, of course. But if he put <laughs> you and I together and we completely bombed and Evan and Tiki were a complete train wreck, I don't know. I'm pretty sure that Spike Eskin wouldn't be number one. Right. Which means, but so you think about the ownership of our company and how it funnels down with Chris Oliveira, who hired, you know, uh, Spike to do his job. All you could do is cut the check, all right, for the most part, stay out of the way, stay out of trouble, right, and empower the people that you hire to do their job. But if they're not doing their job, no, I know, and, and that's why I'm not fully absolving him. I, I I'm with you on that. He but. also remember the last time he's getting Charlie Casserly involved to find the search and McCagnan and Bowles, and then he gets paid. I think man. he was away for that though. I think with with the um, with they the get, Adam Gase stuff. I thought that was Christopher Johnson because right, the Gase be, was when be, he was over that, in London was, for yeah, Trump. All right, but before that, it was Charlie Casserly. Yeah, yeah, they brought yeah. in Casserly yeah, to yeah. find out McCagnan and Todd Bowles. All right, whatever. His brother hiring, you know, or looking at Peyton Manning. It's something that the Jets have had an issue with here, yep. making good decisions. And while you know Woody made the decision to bring in Joe Douglas and Robert Solifine, we don't know. We got to see it play out. We've seen it play out. And there are known commodities out there. And you're running it back with Robert Sala? Like, that just doesn't make any sense. Ray is in Babylon. What's up, Ray? Hi, good morning, fellas. Thanks for taking my call. All right, Ray. Uh, Woody Johnson is neither a smart owner nor a good owner. And he's not patient, Sal. He's impetuous. He makes the Jets 
go for one-night stands with Aaron Rodgers and makes us always be the bridesmaid instead of the bride. Where's the long-term solution here? The whole drama with Aaron Rodgers shows that he had a lack of patience. He behaved like Sonny from The Godfather, reactive, wanted a quick hit, a quick win. And what do we do after that? He should have been like Michael, where he sat back, was pensive, and he's going to look five years uh, post uh, Zach Wilson and what we're going to do. We didn't see any of that. He actually is using the Jets, I, in my opinion, because uh, I have common sense, as a business. He sells out that arena, uh, that stadium. He sells out the parking lot. Look at the, the Jets. Yeah, hold on a right, 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 right. Every owner, and, and some of your points I agree with, every owner, it's a business. It is. I think he cares about winning, though. Of I don't, course yeah. he does. Now, does he... You know, does it always does he always read the room properly? It drives me nuts when it, when I see these dumb tweets from Woody Johnson about the uniform. Hey, we're two and nine. Here's what the here's the uniform combo for Sunday. And I, I've said things like that over the years, but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm going to reassert one thing about Joe Douglas, right? So you go back to 2020. He takes Bakai Becton. Okay, if you take Tristan Wirfs, who was two picks after that, where do you think we are at the offensive line? I don't know. Maybe slightly better in 2021. You reach for Zach. It was basically COVID. It was a massive miss. I don't know. You could have traded out. This isn't Woody's fault. This is Joe Douglas's fault. You could have taken Jamar Chase. You could have taken Penny Sewell. I don't know. Penny Sewell looks pretty good for the Detroit Lions. You could have taken Micah Parsons. You could have taken another offensive lineman, Rashawn Slater, who's really good from Northwestern. And last year, I don't know why he drafted Will McDonald in the first round as a 15th, uh, 15th pick coming off the edge. So there's a lot of blame to go around. There are millions uh, of, of of conversations we can morph into. I'm not defending Woody. All I'm saying is those who think he is useless and the worst, I think you're off base. Brandon, Tierney, I do believe that. Brandon Tierney, Salicata on the fan. We have a lot to get to today. We will have a perfect parlay pick segment, the last one of the football season coming up ahead of the Super Bowl. We'll do that at 1240. We will have our Game 5 Baseball Card World Series, which got postponed yesterday due to the Knicks breaking trade. So we'll have that coming up a little bit later. That's at 1140. We'll also discuss those Knicks off of last night. We'll discuss the Brock Purdy stuff. We'll continue that conversation that we had yesterday. And, of course, get into Mahomes, Purdy, Super Bowl Sunday. All of that and more on this Friday on The Fan, BT and Sal. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. Odell Beckham Jr. made the catch with one hand for the touchdown. Wow, what a catch by the rookie. Ridiculous. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Brandon Tierney, Salakata back on the fan. We'll get into the Super Bowl stuff. Continue the Brock Purdy conversation from yesterday. Enter Mahomes into that conversation as well. And just discuss the Super Bowl overall. We'll do a little bit of picks. Have some fun with that. The final perfect parlay pick segment in you. By the way, mm-hmm. where's uh, where's the costume? Uh, the costume is in route. I got the makeup. I know. I you've been saying that. Today was supposed to be the day. Now, we will do it. I went like in nutcase. You had to see me shopping, and my wife's like, "Get off the phone!" I'm like, "I'm doing something for the show." Last week, mm-hmm. trying to get all these pieces in order. It's I ridiculous. All the, yes. it, it really is, dude. It really is. The, the makeup, the clown suit, oh, like, god. oh my god, trying to look like Doink. Obviously, it's not going to be an exact thing, but close enough. Believe mm-hmm. me. So we got to figure that me out too. whenever your thing comes. I just got can... the. I just got an update that it's coming Sunday. I got the update that Uh-oh. it's coming this weekend. 
So if you want to do it on Monday, we'll do it on Monday. We're obviously doing we it. We were texting yesterday. I'm like, bro, what's up with this thing? Because I just want to get it over with uh, at this we'll point. You. And then BT's like, well, it doesn't say it's coming until Monday. I'm like, well, if it doesn't come Monday, it can't be next week. I got some personal stuff going yep. on, as you know, potentially next week. So I might be out a couple of days. And I can't be dressed up in a clown suit with serious stuff going on. So, no. So if it didn't happen Monday, we're going to have to postpone it. And I was like, all right, maybe we'll do it. We'll wait a little <laughs> while. And now, now you say Monday. It looks, the latest update, it says uh, by, I think, 3 p.m. on Sunday. Uh, again, I already have the makeup. Hoff, you okay with that? Monday is the is the day here, the Monday I kind of like comes. BT's idea. What? He thought because WrestleMania is coming up in, in April that they you guys should dress up the Friday before, which is opening day oh, yeah, Yankee no Stadium. Chance. There's no chance we're going to the stadium. I no. forgot that we were out there. I that barely day. want to go there to begin with. You're going to get me there in a clown suit. I mean, go. listen, if you want to do it the Thursday before WrestleMania, before no, no, press no. conferences, I mean, there's no oh, way we're I wearing it to get the it. I want to get it <laughs> no. out of the way, yeah. get it over with. I think it's this big cloud over my head. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm really lamenting having to do this. Like a debt. I, I, like, yeah, if, you, yes. if I'm down in my account, I'm like, I got to just, like, the worst part the is just. Dreading like paying it off, just pay it off and move on. Yeah. Let's pay it off so we can all move on and never make a stupid bet like that again. So Monday, we're not welching on it, provided it comes Assuming on Sunday. Assuming that costume comes Monday, we will we will be dressed like uh, you know Doink and uh, and Goldust come Monday. Anyway, we'll get into the Super Bowl, and I do want to get into some Nick stuff with UBT, but obviously starting on the Woody Johnson stuff last night. Another part of it was just like I know at this point we're over Zach Wilson, it's done here, but come on, dude, the owner took clearly pinpoint Zach Wilson as the problem. Mm-hmm. That's not fair. Uh, that's low-hanging fruit. I mean, it didn't work out with Zach. I, I didn't love that direction there. I think that was unnecessary, and he didn't have to uh, didn't have to go below the belt with Zach. You know, Zach, for the most part, outside of the one time really against the Pats when he just didn't, didn't take ownership of playing poorly, I thought Zach, despite all the messes around him and his own erratic play, I thought he really comported himself like like a, a good quality young man. I did. Right. In this fishbowl, getting hit from every angle, getting benched, put back in, getting benched, put back in, hurt. Oh, here's Aaron Rodgers. Oh, there's the Mike White t-shirts. It was it was really, it was a circus. If I thought about you, doing that, it's been yeah. a circus. And think about this. If I ask you, and we'll get back to the calls here in a second, 877-337-6666. Like, this is my issue with Woody. That he's just not smart enough to realize the problem. If I ask you their biggest problem offensively last year, I know no Rodgers, obviously. Mm-hmm. But if I ask you week to week consistently what was their biggest problem offensively last year, the answer is what? I think it should be different from what you think. To me, it's the offensive line. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Okay, I, I thought you were going to say no. backup quarterback. No, okay, no it's O-line. They, no. they can't block anybody. Right, and he says backup quarterback. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm in agreement with you. It's the offensive line. Woody just doesn't get it. Zach is in Monroe. What's up, Zach? going on guys uh i actually wanted to come on here and defend woody johnson just a little bit go for it um so let's like look at the other owner in new york john mara now i know mara won a super bowl but he hasn't done anything since that super bowl and i know woody hasn't done much either since mark sanchez but like it's not that easy being an owner not a lot of the owners in the league are that good it takes them a long time to kind of just figure it out Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm just, I, I, I kind of just want to like, you know, like, let you guys know, like, look, like, I know it's not working out now with like Sala and Zach Wilson, but like, just look at the Giants, man. Like, it's not going good with the Giants either. Like, they got Daniel Jones, Saquon, who knows what they're going to do with them. Um, but, yeah, I mean, but, but let I'm, me ask you I'm, something. Here's the comparison, Zach. They, the Giants hired Joe Judge. Two years in, what did they do with Joe Judge? They fired him. Right. right. Now, why do you think they they fired him? Because they said, you know what? 
he's not the right guy. We need to make a move. Why can't Woody Johnson, I, after three years with Robert Sala and Joe Douglas messing up every which way, why can't Woody identify that as a problem? Yeah, so you make a good point there, but I, 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 I attribute that more to the general manager's part, and that is also Woody Johnson's fault for keeping Joe Douglas on. Personally, I thought Douglas should have been gone with um, uh, Adam Gase because, you know, you want to clean house. Like, you, your GM wants to hire your, your coach, right. and your coach wants the quarterback. Um, and the same thing happened with the Giants, what they kept on uh, uh, Gettleman after Sturmer. But, I mean, uh, look, I, I, I see your point, and Salah should have been fired in the middle of the season. I mean, if, uh, if anything, uh, uh, with uh, the offensive coordinator, I don't know who the offensive coordinator, uh, Nathaniel Hackett, yeah, yeah. he should have been fired in the middle of the season because he was terrible. Well, I mean, but, Jack, look at uh, this, Zach. Nobody's getting fired now, and, and that's been a point of contention. Thanks for the call there, buddy. We discussed this once the season was over, what the Jets might do. Nobody's getting fired, so let's advance the conversation. I, I hear some but of the that things is, you're saying. That is part of the problem. I, I, I understand that, but, but yes, yes, but it's not. I don't want to say that I'm not down to dissect it, but it's it, it, not, nobody's getting fired, so people need to understand but that that's whether my you issue like it or Woody. not, they're back next season. But that's my issue with Woody is that he can't identify. I'm all for letting somebody get three seasons. Yep. After this year, and by the way, it wasn't just the results of this year. It's also watching Salah and how they've handled – Joe Douglas and Salah, how they've handled this whole thing, starting with picking Zach Wilson, the way that they developed him. Salah in season this year, the mess with Beningo, like and – I, and I know that that's – not a huge thing, but it shows something to me. Yeah, you're the head coach of a football team in New York. Stop, you know whatting around mm. with texting Joe B and making that become a story. Like, come on, dude. Uh, what is what was that stuff with Beningo emblematic of? I'm not exactly sure, but it's not good. Right. Again, I'm not here to defend these guys. I would have fired Sala for sure, and you know that's never and happened as well. That's never happened before at least that I'm aware of, mm. that the head coach has had become a, a talking point because he's texting with uh, one of the on-air yes. hosts. Like, come on. Yeah, dude. but I mean, to be fair. And it's on and Joe, it, too, it, I know. But. It's, it's, on, it's on Joe. It's on, it's on our Joe for letting that come out. It's on the Jets coach for even going down that road. But to be fair, how many conversations over scotches back in the 1950s and 60s and 70s and 80s before the digital age where there was a different kind of correspondence. Hey, write this in your column. Hey, say this on the radio. Right. Hey, present this to the masses because you're the liaison between the team or you know the fans and, and as a member of the media. Listen, here's the thing. Joe Douglas, he whiffed on the head coach. He whiffed on the quarterback. He's whiffed repeatedly on, on the offensive line. There's no doubt. But this conversation is about ownership, that's what we're talking about with Woody. But I've got a question for you about Sala. Please hear me. I don't disagree. I don't want him coaching my team. I'm with you. But let's say if Robert Sala, instead of a great defensive mind, came over as an offensive guy. Right. Right? If they hired an offensive just guy. Say, instead, just say, yeah. instead of Robert yeah. Sala being the D.C. for the 49ers, Robert Sala was the O.C. for the, for the, for the Niners, mm -hmm. okay? And he still coached the Jets. And the Jets have the same record, whatever he is, 8-17 and 50, right, 33. Right. I forget the numbers, but they're horrendous. But while they were losing, they were averaging 28 points per game, and they were among the best five or six offenses in football. Are we saying fire Robert Sala? No, I think it'd be different. Why? You're saying if Robert Sala was the offensive coordinator of the Jets are scoring a lot of points per game? I'm saying if – if I know it's a little convoluted, yeah, well, but I think I presented it. I, I, no, I got you. So 
Sala came over. He's a defensive guy. Right, right. The Jets' defense, it's not amazing, right, but, but it's, it's, very real, good. it's really yeah, good. Right, right. So if Robert Sala came over with, a, with an offensive pedigree and the defense sucked right. instead of right. the, like the opposite yep. of what we have yep. now, yep. and the Jets' offense was rolling on a week-to-week basis and backed up by all the metrics, one of the top five or six offenses in football, would, but the Jets I were think, still losing. I, would we say fire Robert Sala? I mean, obviously it depends on the circumstances, but I think it would be if, if at least he showed a plan where he can control a team or run a team on both sides of the ball, whether the defense wasn't good enough or failed miserably and the offense was better, I think it would be better for him if they could actually score some points consistently. And I'm not just judging him just based on his record I know you're not. in individual seat. Like Neither it's, am I. It's the, the whole, optics stink. He's not a leader. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's the whole thing. Plus, he knows nothing about offense. Like, that's been obvious for three years. And I feel like it's a little bit easier to build a capable defense than it is to build a good offense. Because you don't need the star quarterback. You could piece that. I mean, you know, for defense, like, it helps to have a shutdown corner or an edge rusher, blah, blah, blah. Does, Without does, a quarterback or O-line, you have no chance so, to score So let's Zero. just quickly before we break, and then we'll come back and take more of the calls. If I ask you, does Robert Sala, do you think, have total control of how to run a football team? No. Okay. Absolutely not. Does he? I've said that before. Does he know? Have have the results been there? No, since he's unacceptable. There? I would have fired him. How did they handle as a regime? How did they handle developing the young number two pick? Atrociously. I mean, and there were gaps everywhere. What, like, Every checkpoint they stumbled. I got you. Have there been off the field reports about how Sala, whether it's the mo- the latest thing about getting on the coaches for leaks, the Joe B stuff? Mm-hmm. The, have there been like? Reports of I don't even want to Dude, say they're a circus. They're okay. a disjointed, fragmented right. mess. So, so I guess my then question is, what more? What does the owner need? put up with it? Well, right. What more do you need to see to know that he's not? No, 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 nothing, nothing. Like on every measurement of a head coach, and I would have fired him. I've said that. I know, but then that's my issue with Woody. Understood, and it does go back to that. I've got one thing about ownership. I want to save it coming okay. up next year on BT and Sal. How? As much as this stuff with Woody is bothering some people, including you, I've got something that bothers me a lot more. BT and Sal on the fan will come back at your calls and BT's thoughts on the other side. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. There it goes. Deep left, it is high. It is far. It is gone. Number 62 to set the new American League record. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Brady Tierney, Sal Licata back on The Fan. We'll get back to your Woody Johnson calls here in just a second. A lot to get to today. Game 5 postponement yesterday, BT. Mm. Game 5 of the Baseball Card World Series. That's coming up at 11.41 hour from now. We also have Creed tickets to give away next hour. So there's a lot to do. Perfect probably pick segment. Hoff, did you have something you wanted to add to the show? I did. He was just, uh, you know, he was a former Yankee, and he's been around the league now, float around. But he was a great, great pitcher at one point in time. Uh, but Tom uh, John Heyman, excuse me, reports two-time Cy Young winner Corey Kluber has announced his retirement. As he says in quotes, Klubot had an exceptional career. Okay, and Klubot. So he messed up another name. I mean, John Heyman. We love John Heyman, but can he do a spell check before he tweets a thing? Whoa, whoa, whoa! Hold on a second. Klubot. Klubot was his nickname. It was. Yeah, I didn't even know that. You didn't know that. I swear to no. God. So wait. I've never heard that once. Who's was Klubot. Who's Klubot? Corey Emmanuel, you've heard of that. Corey Kluber was nicknamed Klubot. Klubot. It was a stupid nickname, Such but that was his nickname. Since I've ever when? Heard. So Klubot. wait a minute. Hav, you thought you were dunking on Heyman here. And now I still dunk on right. Now I'm dunking on Kluber. You know, Who the hell created Kluber? Uh, I'm inadvertently getting dunked on, too. How am I getting pulled in? I don't even know who it is. I mean, give me a Kluby, Kluber, you know, one of the corny no, Aaron was... Boone nicknames, or Girardi. Klubot? He was the Klubot. Who the hell no. Oh, God. Who, who made that name? I don't know who made it. I just know of it. <laughs> Did John Heyman make that name? Leave my pal really John Heyman alone. Yes, your buddy. I still can't believe Klubot, though, threw a no-hitter. Oh, uh, yes. Hoff is 0 for 1 today. You can make that little notation. <laughs> you ju- you, you chimed in there, too. Uh, I said that a little well. For one today. <laughs> right, I, I, listen, i got to yeah. pay this off. I said before, all right, and uh, I think it's interesting because there is a pushback, and many of you are griping over the comments from Woody Johnson. Okay, you know what bothers me the most about owners? You want to know the truth? When they say nothing. When owners say nothing is when my blood boils. And I mean when things need to be said. Like when things go awry and you don't hear a peep, I can't stand it. Because it doesn't it doesn't necessarily solve anything, though it could provide resolution, put people on alert, they do a better job, things change. Not that that always happens. But when owners check out, and don't give us a pound of flesh. And at least give us for a moment the belief that they care about the losing as much as we do. That drives me nuts. And I'm not saying Woody's comments were great. I, I couldn't stand what he said about Zach. The other stuff I'm fine with. But at least he said something that projected interest. You know? I mean, think about all the times Woody's... They don't say anything. Like, 
All those years with the Knicks, Dolan didn't say a peep. Fans want to fans want to hear it. It is refreshing yes. to hear from the owner. And then, of course, we just rip apart everything they have to say. Kenny is in Staten Island. What's up, Kenny? What's going on, guys? Always a pleasure. Thanks, Ken. So, Woody, basically, I met him a few times. Very nice guy. He's always, you know, with the Jet fans. But sometimes he has to shut his mouth. Uh, basically, when it comes to Zach, he threw Zach under the bus yesterday. And now we all know that Joe Douglas is trying trying to trade Zach. So basically, whatever Joe Douglas was going to get from just took a major hit because now they're lucky to get anything from him. No, that's and not the that's not the case at all. I mean, you think Woody Johnson's so. no? Yeah, come on. I mean, I well, agree with what you're saying, Kenny. He shouldn't have thrown him under the bus or further throw him under the bus. I mean, Zach Wilson's been run over so many times, like it, it, it's over. Is I mean, that a tattoo a, or is that a tire you know, mark on your back? Yeah, it's it didn't impact the trade value. Yeah, well, me, no, me too. But the point is, his value is what it, is what it is. There's not much value there. Yeah. I don't think Woody's yeah, comments impacted. I don't know what gonna, yeah, but the the other thing with Woody that that he says, you know, uh, with the coach, you know, just put him out there, put a put a playoff mandate out there next year for both guys. You have to because as the fans, we deserve it. Because I tell you right now, if the, if the Jets start off the first month of the season one and three, one and four, <laughs> the heads are going to roll. Obviously, we oh, hope, but. Oh. You got to put a playoff mandate out there this year. He owes it to the fans, you know. But you know what, though, Kenny, think about it. Listen, I hear you. Okay, he stopped short of the, you know, all-in mandate. Just parse his words. You know what he's saying. No, but it would have been more powerful if he said it. Think about if Woody said, if we don't make the playoffs next year, things will change. Or however you want to say it, but say it definitively. Not, well, we got to be better. He did allude to it. Just say it. We all know what you mean anyway, and if you say it, it's going to be more powerful. If we don't make the playoffs next year, there's going to be significant changes, or they have to make the playoffs next year, and they know it. And I feel like that would have been the conversation today where Jeff fans would have been like, you know what, finally, Woody wakes up. I still would have had an issue that he's keeping these guys here, but at least to me, BT, that would have given us a nice piece of meat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. instead of a crumb, yeah, a little well, bird right. seed. No, I mean, I, I understand that. I truly do. I just think, and, you know, you know me by now. I mean, we're the same. We're emotional. So right. anytime we get that little piece of meat, we're like, we get an ounce of satisfaction. And, right. all right, we can, you know, take out the napkin and clean off our mouths and move on to the next thing that we need to devour. I Trust me, I do get that. But the reason why I don't think it's smart business to actually do the playoff mandate here, what if they go 10-7 and 7 and miss it? Like, I'd still fire everybody. Okay, I I got you. But, like, I I know what you're saying. You know, like, if if they have a really good season and say Rodgers pulls a cat, nothing catastrophic, I don't know, pulls a hamstring, he misses three weeks, and they're they're 10 and four, and they lose three tough ones, and they stuff. I mean, so then you're in a position where you've got to go back, possibly on your word. I I almost think it's better to be a little nebulous. We know what he means. If they don't win, you can bank it and book it. They're both gone. That makes sense. Dan is in Saratoga. What's up, Dan? Danny. Good morning, gentlemen. Hello, One Dan. of the things that surprised me about... Are you guys there? Yes, yes, go ahead. Oh. One of the things that surprised me yesterday, when the whole year we all complained about the same thing when it came to Salah, not addressing problems, 10 penalties every game. Yep. Zach Zach has two good throws and ten bad throws every game. Nobody said to him, "How's your patience level with what's going on here?" Because everybody's talked about it all year. Why didn't he address it a little about Salah just standing there 
when guys screw up the same screw ups every week. You thought about why didn't Woody? Why wasn't Woody, Woody more visible in real time? Is that what you're asking, Dan? To be clear, no. Even what? it didn't even have to be real time. Like yesterday. Oh, I got just you. Say, yeah. Just say. Huh? I share the same frustration the fans have, and I plan on attempting to address it. That's all we're looking well, for he, when it comes he, to he that did. issue. He did kind of say that, but to me, Dan, actions speak louder than words, and thank you for the call. His actions. See, I would have been in love with the idea of, hey, Belichick's available. I don't care what we think of Salah in year four. I'm going to get Bill Belichick. And I would have loved to have heard the report that the Jets were doing everything they can to get Belichick. While I know that's unrealistic, I would love to hear it. If not that, then how about Vrabel? How about waking up one day or before you go to sleep, you're checking your phone, you see Jets have fired Robert Sala and have hired Mike Vrabel. Like, shocking things have happened in the sports world before. This was the perfect time for that to happen. And how excited would you be if that were the news that happened over the course of the last month or so that Rob, uh, Woody Johnson woke up and realized, you know what? I'm going to make this franchise better right now mm-hmm. and sh- shake this thing up and shock the world. I'm making a coaching change. It would have galvanized not just me, but every Jet fan or 90-something percent of us. I, it was I, the I, move to make. It I, was right there. Yeah. The only thing is, and this is their fault, they made it so complicated that it's not a, it's not a clean cut. Because of Rodgers? Yes. Now, I've said on the air, you know, and I said this at the end of the season before the season was even over. Listen, and I said, Woody, not not Joe Douglas. Woody needs to do this. Go talk with Rodgers. Tell him what you're going to do. And if Rodgers doesn't like it, then Rodgers can retire. Now, there's there's cap accelerators and things that, you know, I, I'm not a capologist, but I know it will be very punitive. So that's the that's the, 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 the quick, probably lazy take. But my concept was move on. I said that a million times. But it's just so interwoven. It's not a clean break. You know, you rip the Band-Aid off, skin's coming with it. I know, but sometimes drastic times call for drastic measures. And where the Jets are at, oh, God, it was right there. It needed a, a drastic move was there for the for the taking or the making, and they didn't do it. Think about, like you said, the feeling that you would have had, and even I would have had, even though I didn't grow up a Jets fan, the feeling that it would have created by doing that would have been not – quite on par with trading for Aaron Rodgers, but we're talking that type of significant change as to where Jeff fans would be excited. Yes, we did the right thing. We went out and got Belichick or Vrabel, whatever, yep. whoever you we wanted to get, or uh-huh. either of those two, mm. or Harbaugh, whoever. Like, that would have been Harbaugh not realistic because of the Rodgers thing, but that's why I think Belichick was the perfect fit, or even Vrabel, who I would assume would have come here if if had the opportunity. Well, the good thing, and I love Vrabel. I wanted Vrabel more yeah, so than Belichick. I've said that. I think, and, and Vrabel, good for us, and maybe the Giants or whatever next season. He's still out there, so that, that ship hasn't sailed yet. Now, it's a guess, but just piece it together, Sal. We know what the Jets finished with in terms of wins, and we know how optically they looked on offense and how they lost a couple of tight games. If Rodgers was healthy this year, honestly, what do you think their record? Give me it's nothing crazy but not overly conservative. I think they're 10 and 7. Yeah, all right. Fair? Yeah, of, all right. of course. So with the possibility, if I had to go one way or the other, I'd go 11 and 6 rather than 9 and and, mm. and, 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 and and 8 at that point. But we'll settle on 10 and 7. If the Jets finish 10 and 7, we're not talking about it like this. Like, I understand the I, move. I, we still wouldn't have liked Salah. Right. I got gotcha. you. And, and, and might have been saying he's the weak link. Very possible. 
but we wouldn't be, and we probably wouldn't be uber criticizing Douglas the way we are now because we were. You, you still had Sauce, you still had some of these other studs, Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall. He still did a good job in that regard the year before. And if they won ten or eleven games this past year, he probably would have been, you know. Yeah, but that would have changed a lot of things. What okay? What happens if Aaron Rodgers plays and they don't? What if What if Rodgers plays and they win nine or eight? Well, I mean, I, I we don't know what could I, happen. The, the offensive line stunk. Yeah, we don't. Rodgers know. Rodgers last time he was healthy didn't make the playoffs with the Packers. That's Jordan true. Love took that team to new heights. Yeah, this, this just, year. I'm just saying, like, yep. the, yes, if they won eleven games, we would have looked at them differently. What happens if Rodgers plays and they they only won nine games? Yeah, I just have a tough. I I get it, and that's a that's a fair you know volley back here. I just think it would have been. I, I, I think to say that they would have won two more games with Rodgers versus the seven that they won with the slop they trotted out there, to me, that's that's seldom short. It doesn't matter. And, you know, I'm not saying they would have went 15-2. and two. And I think they're thinking what you're thinking. They're thinking if we had Rodgers last year, yep. we would have won X amount of games, we would have been in the postseason. I am thinking differently that while that may have been the case, you're still not good enough. It doesn't cover up the inherent issues within the franchise. Those are two that's different exact, things. Exactly I, I get right. that. I get it, exactly. dude. Like, okay, so, so great. So they would have won 10 or 11 games, and Robert Sala, a coach who still stinks, would have made the postseason. Like, he's still not a good head coach. I've seen him for three years. The results of the quarterback being back and a few games even making the postseason. Like, I wouldn't judge Robert Sala just on making the postseason this year. I'm judging him on where I think this franchise can go and who else is available. And like, think about that. You, other teams have fired head coaches who have had way more success than Robert Sala's ever had yep, or I, ever I, will have. Yeah, I mean, the, the frustrating thing for, for me is that while I don't think Robert Sala's good, we haven't even had a chance to judge him at a big game yet. I know. It's three years. They haven't been good enough to even have a big game like, to well, judge Yeah, him. that's what I'm saying. Like, what, what is his heart rate doing when it's, you know, 39 seconds left and it's, you know, you, you got to go 70 yards to tie it up. Or the fourth down, do you go for it? And it, it's a two-score game. You're going for two. You're going for the for the PAT. What Like, you don't even get to see that. The, the bottom now, line. I surmise it's not going to be good. I'm sorry. Right. I surmise it's not going to be good. <laughs> but I'd like to get the definitive answer. You don't even have the proof yet because they're not even good enough to be in that position. And, and when you throw the Rodgers Hackett thing into it, it's a mess, which is why I, I'm I'm not annoyed at Woody as the owner. I'm annoyed that Woody is not... Ide- Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Identifying the big picture problem that he could have fixed 
this offseason. BT and Sal on the fan warrior calls on the side. Get into the Super Bowl as well coming up. Speak your mind at 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount Plus. Stream Super Bowl 58 on CBS with Paramount Plus. We have a busy hour here. Actually, busy rest of the show, but specifically this coming hour, we have Creed tickets to give away. We have Game 5 of the Baseball Card World Series. The tarp is off, Sal. Last the tarp chance. Is off. Last year. Right uh, out. We postponed from yesterday. <laughs> this is the last game for me to pick the year of the cards as my, you know, we do the 2-3-2 two, two format. You have the home field. You won games one and game two. I won game three and game four. The, you know, it's the swing game here, game five. Oh boy. I'm deciding between 88 and 87. We have 86, we have 86, 87, 88 left available. <clears throat> so I, we've decided we can't do repeats. Yeah, because have we're we in the, decided that. Yeah, because we're in the middle of it. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Uh, fair enough. For yeah, now, yeah, maybe no. we can ch- change rules next year or something like that. Right, when we do right, it right, for right. now. So 86, 87, 88. Anyway, we have that coming up. Do you know what you're picking today? No. It's either it's either eighty seven or eighty eight. Yeah, I didn't think you'd go to eighty six. Oh, I want the I, gotta, I gotta, <laughs> oh my god, momentum. I gotta take control of this series. Lost on Look, my end, that's for sure. I'm looking forward. Back. I'm looking forward to that coming up yep. in about forty minutes from now. All right, I'm also looking forward to the Super Bowl BT Super Bowl Sunday. Yesterday we talked a little bit about Brock Purdy and what this could do for his legacy. You know, just in general for me with the Super Bowl, I'm sorry to say this, the the game, the results of the game are highly overrated and almost, to me, are insignificant. And I know that that sounds nuts, but unless you do it seven times or even, you know, go four times, I was going to say seven times like Brady, four or five times, whatever, that means more. That's different than just winning a Super Bowl. Like, I know what Brock Purdy is, or I view Brock Purdy as something based on what I've seen so far him having a big performance on Sunday is not going to change what I view Brock Purdy as. Same with Patrick Mahomes. Now, he'll get closer to the all-world level of the ultimate success. Well, he tied Brady at three Super Bowls, and the other numbers are favorable through the first six years for right. Mahomes in his favor, if right. he wins. But even if he loses, yep. I still think he's one of the all-time greats anyway. Oh, there's no doubt. And listen, one of the analogies I used yesterday, you know, before Phil Mickelson was able to crack through on Easter Sunday to Augusta, mid-2005, whatever it was, I mean, he was always knocking on the door. You know, Tiger wins. Tiger wins. Phil second. He blows up at wing foot. You know, when he when he when he double bogeys eighteen, and he basically puts it in a garbage right. can because he goes with the driver instead of a three wood. He played too aggressively. So nobody that watched golf and consumed golf at that point thought that Phil Mickelson wasn't an all time amazing player. His short game, the flop shots, the, the the putter, his distance, he was amazing. But the coronation hadn't come through yet. And I thought that that was ridiculous because there were a couple of, and I don't know off the top of my head, but I probably could, but it doesn't matter. There were some obscure golfing figures who stumbled upon a win, some random PGA championship. Somehow you win the Masters. They didn't have one tenth of career that Phil had. So I do think that there are there's too much emphasis on the the finish line. I, I believe that the route taken to get there is more impressive, right? Uh, in a, because the Super Bowl is one game and it's massive. It's a massive measuring stick. But think about the divisional rounds you have to win, the conference championship games you have to win. In most parts, the divisional titles you need to secure before that to be able to host these games, get a bye. Now with only one seed, with one team getting a bye. So uh, there, there's a lot there. But I do disagree in this regard. Quickly on Purdy, Purdy's been. 
so good statistically, both from a team and from an individual perspective so far. If he wins on Sunday, I mean, he's laying the foundation not to be an all-time great, but to be, I mean, certainly one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL now. Oh, man. Yeah, I couldn't disagree with that more. Now, there's a lot here. There's the Purdy angle, but just for for specifics here on the actual Super Bowl itself, I think we overrate championships anyway when evaluating. Like, you don't have to win a championship to be an all-time great player. You don't. I Charles agree. Barkley, Patrick Ewing, Dan Marino, whatever. Like Barry there, Sanders. They, they, they're all, exactly. There's a list of – we're not going to go through the whole thing. There are a list of great players who never won a championship. Yep. So that should be taken out of the equation. I understand what it means, and I think the more you win, the more impact it has. If you win a Super Bowl, it should not change the way that you're viewed. That's number one. Number two, of all the sports – to me, the Super Bowl actually means the least because of what you were just saying. The ride to get, like, the season essentially ends on Championship Sunday. After that, there are no more home games. It's a neutral site. It's two weeks in between. Ugh. It's about everything but the game. The game is like a, a side note in a major fun but major world event. It's the Super Bowl. It's the parties. It's the commercials. It's the halftime show. It's the build up to the game. It's the pomp and circumstance. And that's going to be the game that we choose to evaluate as the be-all, end-all on these athletes? Nope, not me. I'm not doing it. The Super Bowl results are irrelevant to me unless it is in a bigger... A broader context. Like, this guy has five and this guy's got three and this guy's undefeated, et cetera. Yeah, yeah, I hear you on that. Do you think, Sal, that there should be a difference between the way... An all-time great quarterback is viewed without one, without a win, versus the way an all-time head coach is viewed. I I great do point. slightly. What? How do you see that? Yeah, I think it's a great question because I was thinking that through in my mind. Ah, I also don't think. Like, do you think Nick Nurse is an all-time great head coach in basketball? No, I think he's very good, but no. Okay. Not, he's also early in it, but no. Not but he, yet. Right, but he no. wins the championship. Like, I would say that Tibbs, even without a championship, is better. Mm-hmm. Or Buck Showalter. I could name. I think Buck Schulter's a better manager than a lot of managers who won, like Brian Snicker, for example. Yeah. Just one that recently comes to mind. You think Buck Schulter's a better baseball manager or Brian Snicker? Um, I'm always going to go Buck because, but, right. now, I'm, but I'm also not analyzing every move by the right. break. You know, so I, I I, it's it, tough but, to answer. But, but, Buck, but Buck, like, here's the resume. I think Snicker's better for the right. game now. Here's the, here's the message. Yeah, he's better for the here's game the now. Here's the resume. Snicker won yeah. a World Series. Sure. Buck built up four, four. Like, whatever, teams, right? Yeah. What do you think is more impressive? So now football, a little bit different where I feel like that's the 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 sport that has the most impact yes. based on the head coach. That's why I meant football, but, but you however, branch into the other stuff. Yeah, but yeah. however, Andy Reid. Mm. We used Dan Reeves yesterday. Andy Reid, prior to winning a Super Bowl, in my mind, was still a great head coach. I tend to agree, but it's also hard to misremember what we've learned and seen the last couple of years. Like, I'm it. trying to go back to that point where – when he kept losing the conference championship game with the Eagles, mm-hmm. did I believe he was an oh, he did a get great to a, coach? He did get to one. No, no, true, 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 true. I don't. I, I think I, I held him a layer or a, a rung below. I think I penalized but, him for that. I, I, I really do. But I think that we all have because for some reason that was the be-all, end-all. And I'm here to say it shouldn't be. When do you think this nonsense started? If I said Sal... The point of origin, legacies and championships, and this guy's the GOAT. If I said, where did it start? 
Where do you think that started? I think it's a great question. Um, probably with Jordan winning so many. Mm-hmm. That would be my initial thing. I don't know. Was it before that with the Lakers? And Not Celtics? necessarily. No, no. Because, you know, I, I, I think Jordan is – the Jordan-LeBron stuff is huge. But even I before th- that, because remember it was about Ewing not winning one, Barkley not winning one, and that was because of Jordan. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, for sure. Stockton Malone. Yeah, right. I think that – I think it hit a new level with Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. That dissection going back 10, 12, well, 13 years in their playoff battles. Let's go back a little before that, Elway. Because I do remember feeling like, oh, well, Elway needs to get – I don't now. Yeah, I, don't, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it was more of a just cementing his legacy. Now remember, it wasn't one. They ended up winning back to back, which obviously really legitimized an sure. all time great career anyway. But but like Dan Marino, so is he what a worthless quarterback? Because he didn't have the Super Bowl. Like where do you put? You know what I mean? Like I, I know exactly what you mean. But, but I don't th- know where it started. I I would think the mid eighties myself. Well, but think about the way it was processed back then. You know now or late eighties. Yeah, I mean maybe. I mean listen, it could have been Mickey Mantle, Willie Mays, and Duke Snyder on some level. Yeah. You know the best outfielder for the New York teams. I who knows? But think about the way it's consumed, and and maybe more directly, more importantly, think about the way it's it's really dissected now. Because, I don't know, were Mike and Chris, you know, where they, they didn't have a, I mean, this some will interpret this as a shot, it's the exact opposite, but they didn't have a lot of competition back then. Right. There was no TV shows debating the legacies. I mean, first take, they do it every single day. Right. Skipping whoever he's with, they do it every day. So Right, right. Sports talk, though, was a big part I of that. I know, but were Mike and Chris, were they relegating some old-timers to a lower spot based on their lack of championships. My recollection was no. See, I think that they were. All right, but to the degree and with the energy now and the consistency, I don't think so. I think it's gotten way more... It's been louder, more amplified. Yeah, more amplified, probably the best way to say it. Like, it's it's snowballed from, let's say, even the last 20 years. A hundred percent. To where, like, the last 20 years it's been, well, he doesn't have a championship. He's worthless. Oh, well, they can't win the championship. Like, yes. We've gotten to a point where it's all about the championship. Can't enjoy a season if you don't win a championship. This guy's no good if he doesn't win a championship. Well, it's true. But, but it's, I can't stand that. Right, but it's wrong. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. The results of Sunday's game, to me, are irrelevant. Mahomes is an all-time great. Reed's an all-time great. Brock Purdy's an all-time great. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Purdy stinks. I got one for you, though, no, Sal. Yeah, that yeah. one that I forgot, and I, I gave you the, the Mickelson golf thing before. Really, Tiger and and Jack. And Tiger's pursuits of, of Jack's major's record. You're talking about where it started? That, maybe not the starting point. I remember point, that conversation, that and Mike was, and Chris specifically oof, having it. That was big. Saying, like, the only thing that could get in the way would be... Scandal uh, or, or injury. J- I think Jack said it to somewhere. And I remember Mike and Chris talking about that, like... The only thing that could get in the way of Tiger winning that or breaking that record would be some kind of like female issue or something. Yeah, like I, yeah and marriage the other thing, or whatever. I, I remember the Jack also said, you know, becoming a parent. Yeah, maybe um, it was before Tiger became a dad. Because think, I mean, these guys are not not to get sideswiped, but what Tiger? He'd wake up, he'd go, he'd, he'd practice golf for thirteen hours a day. Right. Suddenly you have little kids. You get and two maybe hours. That was the, maybe that was the thing, like becoming a family man or yes. letting. Uh, life I think that's get in what it way, was. Whatever. Uh, and then obviously Tiger had had his issues and. He didn't break the record. True. Yeah. Not uh, yet. All right, Matt Tigers is calling. Back. Matt is calling from Waldwick. What's up, Matt? Hey, Matt. Oh, boys. I've been waiting to call for Football Friday. You know I'm a Niners fan. Um, and my question is for I – I, I don't even know if I can ask you this question because your football knowledge and your evaluations are so off. But 
I'll ask anyway, what do you guys feel about the physical nature of the game as far as, like, stopping the run both sides of the ball? The Chiefs defense um, a lot better. You think the Chiefs defense? So you think that the physical nature of the Chiefs is going to match up with the running game? The well, I mean, you, you, okay? can, uh, you can describe it however you want there, Matt. You know, to me, it's, yeah. it's not even contestable. Kansas City's defense absolutely dwarfs that of San Francisco. San Francisco's yeah. defense is a weak spot yeah. at this point. But I, but so I think both teams so are physical. Yeah, so the thing I actually get I get worried about with this game is is uh, not actually worried, but the, the Chiefs are going to move the ball. The, the, you know, actually, this year I was I switched over to YouTube TV, so I watched every game this year. The Niners and they and they they got shredded. You know, they moved the teams moved the ball up and down the field with, on them all year. But the one thing that they were stout with was the red zone defense. I'm hoping that they're able to you know just keep them out of the end zone. Bucker is unbelievable. I can see him kicking like four or five field goals if the Niners are successful. Um, that's you know kind of just the way I'm looking at the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Sal, can I ask you a question? Yeah, yeah. How do you evaluate quarterbacks? Like, like, what is your number one attribute a quarterback should have in your opinion? I don't, I don't think there is one. Like I, you I... just want a strong. Well, if you look at like the the quarterbacks who have won, not everyone. Has so a wait, just just be, just before we get into this, I do want to have this conversation because I was going to ask you yeah. the question, but since you asked me first, that's fine. Is this about Brock yeah. Purdy? Is that what you're saying? You don't like my opinion on Brock Purdy? Yeah. I just feel, yeah, because I feel as though, like, the dude makes plays, like, for example, against the uh, Lions last week, you mm-hmm. know, he evaded that one sack, you know, almost got tackled, broke out of it, threw a dime, you know, then he threw that backward, that back mm-hmm. against the field pass to Ayuk. You know, he makes these plays, and still like, well, he doesn't have a cannon of an arm, right? He doesn't sling it he's like okay. I think he, I think he's good. I, I, I think he's good. Do I think he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league? I absolutely do not think he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. So, you- you do? How, how do you, how do you yeah, because then what happens is then the next thing we say is, right, like, oh, he's got a good team around him. Well, isn't that the purpose? Like, we always talk about the Jets and the Giants. Right, but, but are the Niners are the Niners great because of Brock Purdy or great because of the Niners are just a, a well-run organization and a well-built built team? I think they're great this year because of Purdy, yes. Yeah, so, well, I disagree and with that. I, I, they, they, well, how did this team get to the Super Bowl a few years ago with Garoppolo then, if it's all about Purdy? With Garoppolo, that year, yeah. if you go back and look at it, Garoppolo was to, was not making plays. If you go back, uh, but they got, that, but that, but that's game. exactly my point. They because got to the plays. the same head coach, my, Matt, 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 the same head coach got to a Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo. So why would I think that this is a product of Brock Purdy? Well, I mean that that's a little bit of like kind of like just like an that's an easy thing to say. Because Matt, who do you think's better, Josh Allen, Allen, Josh Allen, or Brock Purdy? Uh. Skills like arm wise, I'm gonna say Allen. Everything else, okay. I'm gonna say who do you think? Who do you think? Oh God! Dude, Every, everything else you're gonna take first. Who has more turnovers? Uh, who has more turnovers? Josh Allen, Matt, or Brock Purdy. Matt, who do you think's better, Jared Goff or Brock Purdy? Brock Purdy. Why? Uh, why? Because the kid, the dude makes plays. Well, Jared Goff doesn't make plays. No, 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 no. You ask me a question. Now I'm asking you a question. Explain say, why. Explain did, why. Why? He makes he he led the league in, in yards per attempt this year. Jared Goff still. makes plays too. Jared Goff had four touchdowns, no interceptions in the postseason. What does Purdy have? I mean, honestly, I'm not going to. I'm, I'm in my car. I'm not going to see her start throwing. Stats. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. Two touchdowns, one interception. Goal, you should know that as a Niner fan, and thank you for the call, Matt. You should know that as a Niner fan. Look, I'm not knocking Brock Purdy. I said he's a good quarterback. But don't say, oh, what measurements do you go based off of? And then when I ask you, why is Brock Purdy better than Jared Goff? And you've got no answer for me. Do you know why you have no answer for me? Because you, there is none. 
There is what, no answer. What, what is your answer? Just to be clear, why do you think that Goff is better than Purdy? He's had an, a longer career, a more successful career as far as the longevity and putting up numbers more consistently. He took one team to a Super Bowl, another team he won two playoff games with a franchise that hasn't won in 30 years and was on the precipice of taking them to a Super Bowl. Brock okay. Purdy this year, where everybody's calling him an MVP, threw one more touchdown and one fewer interception than Jared Goff did. In the postseason this year, mm-hmm. Jared Goff threw four touchdowns, zero interceptions. Purdy, th- Purdy, big bad Brock Purdy that everybody's on their knees for, for goodness sake, here going to this postseason. He's thrown for two touchdowns, two TDs, one interception. What has he done that, yeah, all right, they're winning games fine. The Niners are lucky to win these two games. What about the Niners' run so far has been impressive? What about Brock Purdy has stood out to you? He made some plays and then won the game. I get it. The best play that I've seen him make in the postseason so far was with his legs against Detroit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Listen, they very easily could have lost both games. I've said that. You know, and I like Jared Goff. So it's, when this comes up, I don't want to debate myself. because Underneath I don't want to praying, of course. I, I, I got you. Uh, I like him. I like him. What I'm saying is it's the infancy of, of Brock Purdy's career. You know, he's just out of the incubator. And it's very easy to forget because Jared Goff was very good this year. He elevated a dead football city. I get it. Year two, went to the Super Bowl, got it. First year, 0-7. Mm-hmm. That's what he did. Yeah, but we're not talking about wins-losses. No, no, I, but, but, well, but that's part of it. No, Brock Purdy was in a situation with a team that was in the Super Bowl a few years ago. He also threw one interception, and his touchdown-to-pick ratio was insane. I know, I didn't, Jared say, he's, I didn't for, say he's bad. No, I know you didn't. Jared Goff's first year, five touchdowns, seven picks, Oh, and seven. You think Brock Purdy is closer to Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen or Jared Goff? Do I think that Brock Purdy is closer? Well, it's, I mean, it's probably. I'm not trying to be evasive, but I have to answer it fairly. It, it's it's almost an unfair way to position it because but no, nobody would have used Tom Brady as an example when he was in his infancy. Right. So you think well, that I, there's I a possibility. Well, that Brock Purdy could be one of the all-time greats. No, it's it's not what I think. It's what I know. He's been playing professional football for a year and a half, mm-hmm. and all he does is win, and all he does is score points. Right. That's it. I mean, that's – we could debate that. But to me, it's – there's certain things that, that are truly, truly debate-worthy. He's throwing, right? he's throwing two touchdowns. Okay. And he's throwing how many picks? One. one. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if so that's it's not, it's not a great ratio. And by the way, Garoppolo, Garoppolo play yeah. his play because the uh, was Zach Bat, mm-hmm. whoever's in the car because he's driving. Matt. I got you back, Maddie. Uh, I, I got you driving, Garoppolo. Four touchdowns, six picks. So even in route to the Super Bowl appearance, which he overshot a receiver by two yards, mm-hmm. if he hits him, that's a touchdown. How they do win. that? How they? I do guarantee that? that Brock Purdy's not missing that throw number one. And I know that Brock Purdy, who was four and one or five and one in the playoffs so far did not throw four touchdowns in six picks in route to the wins. Garoppolo was along for the ride. Now, he was now, I want to be fair. Purdy He's is more than a, along is, for the ride. Yes. Obviously. Yes. Now, definitely. But but it's still the same team. Same no, it's coach. not. It's not the same exact same, team. It's same, not the same team. Same head Different coach. Different offensive lineman. Christian McCaffrey wasn't even there. I, it's I not understand the, that. Ayuk wasn't if there. anything, they're better. It's not the same team. Yeah, thank you. You're right. If anything, they're better than in they were. In certain spots, they're better. In huh. certain spots, they're weaker. They got all, they got older on the offensive line. You know, the, the how were the, Bills, how how the Bills before Josh Allen got there? Or the Ravens before Lamar Jackson got there? Well, the Ravens have always been a first-rate well, franchise. No, no, they have not. The, yes, Ravens, they have. Have not, the Ravens have not. They haven't been okay, if they were so bad, why did they pick first overall? They got Lamar Jackson the last pick. I mean, if they were, I mean, let's not recreate history. No. The Ravens are one of the best run winningest right, franchise in sports. How about the Bills? How about the Dolphins before Tua got there? How about the Lions? But before I'm not Goff sure what the point there? is here. I, I know the there's other teams who have, stink. Those guys elevated the franchise. 
Purdy already Purdy was inserted into an elevated wait, wait. situation. Okay, no, well, that's partially true, but don't forget about Tua. They actually Flores didn't want to play him. Like right. he needed Mike McDaniel's to come in as an offensive you get, genius, you get, to up, they wanted to right. get rid of him. Right. What did Patrick Mahomes? He didn't do for, elevate. What did Mahomes do for the Chiefs? Did well, he I know he did them? his first year. He okay. sat and he watched Alex right. Smith win eleven to twelve ten. That's what he did. And then, then he took the team to another level. Because now, if we, we did. If we're doing no. I know if we're doing Purdy and Mahomes, I got to tap out because we, you're we, doing Purdy no, 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 and Brady. Because no, I'm not. You're doing that. No, what everybody, everybody's is, saying Purdy's an all-time great. All I'm saying I'm he's not even Jared Goff. Sal has out. Have you actually heard me say that Brock Purdy is an all-time great? You said, Have you actually heard me say that? You said you Please. believe you believe that if he has a big performance on Sunday, he could be on his way to being an all-time great. I believe he's one of the 10 best quarterbacks in the NFL right now. I think the ultimate measurement for a quarterback is how many games do you win and what is your performance during the wins. Both favorable, very, to his young career. I don't even incorporate the fact that he's making peanuts, which allows the Niners to build right. out the rest of the team. Well, that has nothing to do with oh, it. Well, no, it does, though, because Jared Goff is making $30 million a year, which means that the Lions will be handcuffed. And even if I'm wrong, and it's, it's somewhat subjective, so even if Goff, and I don't believe this to be true, but I'll consent a little just to be fair, if you think that Goff is better than Brock Purdy, I would say, all right, even if you're right, the answer is he's slightly better. Then I would say, well, would you rather have somebody who's slightly better? I'm not even sure that he is. And it, versus a guy making thirty or nine hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, but that's what's a- more beneficial to the team? A guy who is barely perceptibly better, but also has no impact on the cap. Dif- different argument. I'll take Brock Purdy. It's obviously, but a different- it's part of the same conversation. It's a different argument, but the better conversation is just that compare Purdy to Goff, and then we could we could nitpick that and say you want to take Purdy. I would take Jared Goff. Let's not make it like Brock Purdy is some great quarterback in the NFL. He's not. He's good. He is not great. BT and Sal on the fan. More your calls on the other side. Game five of the Baseball Card World Series coming up. In a- After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. About 20 or so minutes, your call's on the other side. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Santana into the windup. The payoff pitch on the way. Swung out and missed. Strike three. He's done it. Johan Santana has pitched a no-hitter. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Well, I just heard the news today. Brandon Tierney South, back on The Fan. Oh, boy. Finish this lyric. Uh, call now and be call number 13 at 866-540-WFAN. That's 866-540-9326 for your chance to win. A pair of tickets to see Creed at Madison Square Garden, November 29th. This is from our friends at Live Nation. Tickets are on sale right now at LiveNation.com. In about 10 minutes, BT, we got Game 5 of the Baseball Card World Series. Going down. Let's get back to some of the calls here. We're talking Woody Johnson. We're talking Brock Purdy. Ricardo is calling from Saddlebrook. What's up, Ricardo? Hey, how's it going, guys? How are you? How are you? Hey, buddy. 
Pretty good, man. Uh, I can agree with you more, man. I think Brock Purdy is a good system quarterback, and there's nothing else to it. I like to label them as great quarterbacks, elite quarterbacks like Mahomes and all of them, and then system quarterbacks as a Brock Purdy, as a Jalen Hurst. Man, I, I couldn't I couldn't agree with you more, Sal. I, I I don't think that Brock Purdy is so-called a great quarterback. You know, I have to do that myself. Come up with tiers, uh, uh, Ricardo, of like elite or all time or Hall of Fame, whatever you want to say. But whatever it is, Brock Purdy would not be in those top tiers for me. And by the way, he shouldn't be after one year, a year and a half. Like he needs to do a lot more. And even in what we've seen from a year and a half. Winning has been great, sure, but I have not seen the individual performances to rank him amongst the elite quarterbacks. Anyway, go ahead, Ricardo. Yeah, absolutely. Even if, even if let's say, um, or anyway, I'll just talk about the Jets. Let me talk about the Jets. Yeah. Woody Johnson is the is I don't know what he's doing. Is he just paying Zach Zach Wilson thirty five million dollars just to just to take the blame? Because honestly, Aaron Rodgers goes down game one, you get another quarterback. I don't care. You know what he did? Instead, he's like, oh, season's over. All right, I guess we just got to rock with Zach Wilson. And he's out here telling everybody that he sucks. Oh, man, what, what are we going to do? <laughs> yeah, that is um, that is a depressing summation of what transpired. You're not wrong, Ricardo. Thanks for the call. Um, listen, this was complicated. Now, you, they could have still just ripped the Band-Aid off, but this was complicated by the fact that Zach was the second overall pick. So... For them to go out and move mountains to get Aaron Rodgers, number one, that was a massive concession on their part, but a necessary one. And it was embarrassing enough that they had to do that because the guy that they picked just wasn't it for a lot of reasons, but he just wasn't it. And then for them to then, while it would have been the right move, apparently they weren't willing to do this from a PR point of view, they didn't want to take another shot. Like, all right, we're already conceding that we drafted the wrong guy. We've got to do this for Rodgers, who's 40 and didn't even play great the year before in Green Bay. But we're not going to go so far as to now take the kid that we're getting Rodgers to replace and get somebody else because he's not even good enough to ascend for the backup to the starter. Like, that's their bed. But I understand why they were, on some level, why they were caught up in this trap. Their plan, Sucks. Their plan going into the season was the right one. Have Zach Wilson ride the pine behind Aaron Rodgers. Maybe you could develop him. Once that plan gets blown to smithereens four plays in, you have to adjust. Stick with the plan by having Zach Wilson still be on the bench. Go get a starter in place of Rodgers. You didn't need a backup. You had a backup quarterback. You needed a starting quarterback, and they never went and got that. And obviously, it was uh, you know the season was downhill from there. Mario is in Howell. What's up, Mario? Hey guys, how are you? Um, you know. <laughs> I know I'm going back, you know, two and a half decades right now, but there there had to be a reason why Parcells walked away and why Belichick, you know, day one said, you know, he's resigning, you know, with that one day circus act here. Um, I, I think it's Woody. I, Woody's the problem. Now, I guess every owner you could say, is, you know, could be a meddling owner. Uh, you know, we, we automatically think of uh, Jones in Dallas as a meddling owner, but I truly believe that the only re- reason why since, I mean, if you want to count Gase, every other head coach we've had has been like a coordinator. And this organization, I, I think BT, you might have said it like a month ago or so, they don't have a support system in that building. Yep. I mean, I think a guy like McVeigh or even Kyle Shanahan, they wouldn't have success here. 
they need a head coach. That, you know, once they clean house here, and they will, yep. their next head coach has to be someone with experience and someone who's fully entrenched in offense, defense, and special teams. And I don't know if they're going to get that with Woody here. I'll be honest with you. Well, I don't – listen, even if it's somebody other than Woody, and he's not going to obviously sell the team, thanks for the call, how many head coaches are as entrenched as you make it out to be on all three facets of the game? I mean, Belichick, special team background, sure. Defensive, you know, guru, yeah. Offense, no. Right. So – The way it is now, though, is different. It's specialized now. And I don't even mind if you have one offensive guy or one clear offensive guy and one clear defensive guy. Like, that's just unfortunately the way that it's evolved. I still prefer one head coach who could do it all, be an actual head coach and hire people. The problem is if you have one head coach Mm. who can do it all – and he gets an offensive guy, and the team has success. That offensive guy is gone. He's gonna move on, and then you got to replace him because yep. that's just the way the trend is, has gone here. But I definitely wouldn't want a defensive guy first, who's not in total control of the team, who doesn't really have any impact on the offense. Like the Jets are in the worst case scenario as far as head coach goes. Well, I, I don't disagree with that. I mean, the defense, the defensive acumen is one thing. I, I think what's going to go on Salah's Jets tombstone eventually is that, like, it. we don't need you to walk down the hall and knock on the door and start drawing up, you know, plays. Right. We need to know that you can challenge but also protect a young quarterback. He didn't. Yeah, it's just negative impact. Exactly, ruined him. it went the other way. Yeah. Not only did he not develop them, he ruined them. Yeah. BT and Sal on the fan. You know what's coming up next? Game five, the baseball card World Series. You feel confident here? I mean, you two no, in a row. I'm not Where confident. Confident. I feel good. I'm not confident. And, and as the closer we get to it, the more like maybe nerves come in, into play here. I'm excited for it, but I wouldn't say that I'm confident. Okay. But a big game five. I am going to go to break. I am going to shut the mic off, walk into the back, and go grab two fresh packs of cards. Mm-hmm. Come back. We'll open them for game five. Game time without Boomer size in game five of the Baseball Card World Series. BT and Sal on the fan. Chargers and the New York Giants have exchanged their draft picks. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Eli Manning and Philip Rivers. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Now, time for Game Time Without Boomer Esiason with Brandon Tierney and Sal Licata. All right, here we go, BT. Game five. The tarp is off. Oh, man. I'm actually nervous now. So I, I chose 1988 tops. And then what happens is during the break, BT and I open them. we got to make sure we have the same cards, throw out the all-star cards or the team leaders or any other stuff like that. So we have how many? Is it 13 13, or 12? 13, Sal, yes. Uh, 13, not 12? 13, bud. I, no. I had 13. Okay, now I do. So we have the same amount of cards here. Oh, man, I'm nervous. And you see some that are layups and something like that. We discussed the pack. Now, I do want to say before we get into this game yeah, five, 13. Uh-huh. a listener sent us a, a nice letter with a couple of packs of cards. They had to listen oh. to you every day and enjoy very much. Been collecting cards since 72. Thought you may like to open these on the air. It would be a kick to hear you do it. This is Jeff uh, in Westfield, New Jersey. And he sent us two packs of 1988 Donruss. And the reason why I bring that up is in the event of a tie, oh, we'll go to Hops to open them. one of the packs. And we'll open these eventually. Sure, sure. For now, I want to stick with the Tops. We've been doing yeah. it for the World Series. But very thank n- you for that, Jeff. What was his name? Jeff. Jeff, that's Jeff very nice in Westfield, Jeff. New Jersey. Two packs of Donruss uh, 88, which we look forward to opening at some point. Okay. 
I want you to go first. So I'm going to read. Okay. I'm going to read the names here. What you did last time, and the time before that, I didn't. Right? I think I I went first. You maybe. changed it up. I I went. Tw- uh, I I hosted the first two. I made you go first. I think you made me go second. Game three. Then you flipped it for game four. Right. You won both. So both worked out. It depends on the to me toughness of the Packer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I deem yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. This one, this one might be a little. Oh, here we go. Side. Here's the disclaimers. BT's right, got an here easy we go. one. Here we go. Every every week he says it. It's also Meanwhile, strategy. I messed up Dave Rigetti last yeah, week. I, and I, I lost because Caution. of that. It's Ooh. also strategy. Dave Rigetti. How do I get that? Wrong? The the fun strategy where yeah. you and I do it without even talking about I know, it. I know what you're gonna say. We line the cards up. Oh, yeah. The layups. Yeah. Where, where do you put the layups? I like to tuck them in the back. <laughs> I like to get inside your head. <laughs> right. I'm not gonna give you a chance right. to knock out two or three in a row and get that confidence. I want you to start if possible one for five. Start thinking. Start getting a little tight. Here we go. Let's go. Renee Gonzalez. High, coming up high. That's and, tough one. High and hard right, out, right out the one. gate here. Middle infielder? Does that sound right? Mm, yes. Indians? No. Okay. For the record, too, one we throw out one team, that's it. I mean, other than like, oh, I know he played for blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to say no. And then you're like, oh, wait, I wasn't done. No, yeah, that we, hasn't happened we've been once. Pretty, we've been straight yeah, up with the rules. We're good. Oh, for 1. Yep. Mark Williamson. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, I feel like he's a pitcher. I'm going to say Seattle. No. Yeah. This uh, is, a, this is, is a, an easy pack? He is a pitcher. <laughs> he is a pitcher. Baltimore Orioles. Hey, Act, know. did you know those two? I Neither did Act. We have two. a crowd, by the way, that is now gathering I, inside the control I like, room. I like hitting you Bilotti. with the hard ones first. Well, I'm doing the same thing. Don't worry. Dwayne B-U-I-C-E. Busey? B-U-I-C-E? Busey, yeah. B-U-I-C-E. I was kind of hoping you were going to say, like, Dwayne Stats. I'm yeah. like, oh, he used to announce the Yankee. Like, they had an announcer card on, like, early MSG days. He's so a tough one here. I mean, Dwayne Bucci? B-I- <laughs> Padres. I'm going to get somebody out west. He yeah, was a pitcher well, for the know. Angels. Oh, jeez. Oh, my, my. I mean, I'm it sucks. You knew that one, Ack? I remember his name. Yeah. All right, Ack. Right. Get out of here. Right. Stay, stay, Dick, stay over there. Dickie Knowles. Dickie Knowles was a pitcher. Oh, boy. Uh, I've got a couple. I've got... I feel like he's a Philly. Giants are entering my sphere. I'll say Phillies. That is wrong. He Mm. was a Philly, 79 through 81. He's a cub in the card, and then it has one of those now with Tigers on it, which is great. So good enough to stick around, get lost, sucker. Next, I'm hitting you with the hard ones here. Now, here's a name that has come up. Here's the name that's come up in, I don't know about the World Series, but we've definitely done this on, on when we open packs here. Dude, I'm slumping. Dave Bergman. Uh, Dave Bergman was the first baseman for the Tigers. Tigers. That is correct. I'm going to hit you with a layup now. <laughs> I, make you feel like good. I, I can exhale. Jeez. Hit you with a layup now. Well, you know, I thought Rigetti was a layup. Go ahead. Barry Bonds. Okay, there you go. Pirates, let's go. 1988 tops. You need right. some of those to get to put some point up. Yeah, that'd be nice. Two for six, right? Joe McGrain. Joe McGrain was a pitcher. <laughs> Cardinals. Yes. Let's go. That's a big one. That's potentially a big one. Dan Quisenberry. Yeah, I thought that was a swing one. Yeah, it may have been. Dan Quisenberry unfortunately died very, very young. He had brain cancer. I think it was a brain Yeah, uh, I think you're right. Um, a Royals relief pitcher outstanding. He was actually really good. I don't know if he bounced around a year or two at the end. I'm going to say Kansas City. That Just is correct. Very confidently. That is correct. There we go. What are we at now? Four, four for eight. One, two, three, four. See? I mean, they start tough, and now uh, you never I mean, know. It start, t- started really hard. Those were tough. Mark Davis. 
Mark, okay, there, there's Glenn Davis for the Astros. That's out of the first baseman. That's not him. Mark Davis was a pitcher. That is correct. I see him as a Padre. I'm going to say the Padres. That's correct. Nice. BT with a big performance here in game five. <laughs> it's a big performance. Hey. Those swing guys. We Oof. talked about it. That's the difference in these games. you got to hit the swing guys. Rick Mahler. Rick Mailer. Mailer. Was a pitcher. Braves. Came up last week, and I got him. Yes, you did. That's correct. <sighs> Hold on. Let's just make sure we're six for ten. I believe, <sighs> You're going to put up a good number here. There's three cards left, right? <clears throat> Is that right? Uh, I, I'll, uh, we'll yeah, count after. It's all good. I'm trying to think of when I give you the. All right, let's see. Mm-hmm. George Bell. George Bell was with the Toronto Blue Jays at that point. Yep. You got Seven. an easy pack here. Jose Canseco. Ace. Yep. Wow. And Guy Huffman. I don't know that one. Guy uh, Huffman. One of the end on a losing note. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Guy Huffman. Padres? No. Reds. Okay. okay. I honestly one, did not know two, that name. Three, four. So you missed five, so you get eight. It's pretty. I don't no, know. I what think the, I got nine. Uh, what did we say? Oh, there was 13? Yeah. One, two, yeah. three, four, five, six, seven. No, wait. I got eight here. Yeah? Yeah. Just give me the ones that I got wrong. Uh, I'm that's not, what, that's I'm what not I did before. You, Guy Hoffman. No, no. Got, it, got one, that wrong. One. Guy Hoffman is one. Yep. Renee Gonzalez, two. two. Mark Williamson, three. Three. Dwayne, whatever. Bucci, four. four. Dick Knowles, five. Yep. You're which right. means I got it should eight. be eight, right? Yep. yep. One, I, got, two, I got it. Yes, three. that's correct. Yep. Eight. You're in the clubhouse with eight. That's a good score. Thank you. I don't know if we've beaten that before. Have we? Uh, when we were messing around doing it, where it was just me. Remember, I think the first one I got like ten or eleven. Have you? Have you been keeping score of these games, huh? He's not keeping no, score. No, come on. We want box scores here. Guy. We want to look back at That's it. That's right. Got to get it on data. All right, you know, game five. Uh, what's the data? Uh, what's the, uh, yeah. the baseball database there? Baseball almanac. Baseball, baseball reference. reference. Well, obviously. All right, reference. here we go. All right, let's stop messing around. How are you feeling, sir? You just I, gave up a big about a, You gave up a three-run bomb in the first inning. I think I, I at this point I'd hope for a tie. You're in your bullpen Eight, early. Eight's, eight's a lot. Crowd's booing, just so you know. Crowd's booing. Not happy. Crowd's booing. Before I head back to BT territory. <laughs> right. Okay, here we go. First up, Jeff Stone. Mm. Jeff Stone. Um, yeah, I don't know. Total guess. Okay. Pirates. Phillies. Uh, how about Dave? What, what are you laughing no, at? It's just that I know we hit each other with the hard ones right out of the gates. <laughs> All right, I'm mixing up. Louis Salazar. Okay, I know this name. Mm. Kansas City Royals. No. Oh, I'm, I'm Angels? Gonna played for, I'm going to tell you if he played there for a while. Not on this card, maybe after. Padres. Okay, I wouldn't have gotten that one for some reason. I okay. knew the name, but. I got you. Uh, Dave Henderson. Okay. Obviously know the name. I just got to think of the year. So, 88. Oh, crap. 88 tops. Mm. I'm going to beat myself up if I if it's the A's and I don't guess the A's. So, I'm going to guess A's. Very accurate part of the country. Bay Area. Giants. Dave Henderson Dave, was with the after Giants? After the Red Sox. Yeah. I was going to guess Red Sox or A's. Yeah, yeah. And you know why? I may have messed that up on us. In my gut, I felt like Henderson wasn't there until 89. You know what? He went to the A's the next year. He went from the Red Sox to the Giants, then he went to the A's. Wow. I would have guessed Red Sox anyway, so I got that wrong. What are we, 0 for 3 or 4? 0 for 3. Doug Jones. Pitcher. Mm -hmm. 
all over the place. I'm going to say Cleveland. Not a boy. Okay. Nicely done. Nicely done. All right, we're on the board. All star pitcher with Rockies yeah. too. Like he was, he I feel was... like I remember him being a lot of spots reliever. Long career for sure. All right, you got Doug Jones there, right? All right, one for where are we? One for four. One for four. Okay, it's Steve, not bad. It's not terrible. I started over for four. Yeah. Steve Lombardozzi, Minnesota Twins. Ooh, confident pull Let's go, right baby. there. All right, I'm got back. Guys back in base. the game here. It's funny how this stuff <laughs> swings, man. It's like playing blackjack at the casino. Oh man, I wasn't sure you were going to get that one. <clears throat> Neil Heaton. Tricky because he was with a lot of teams. Lefty pitcher, obviously. 88 tops. In my mind, he was with a lot of teams. In reality, I don't even know if that's the case. I- I'm going to guess Pittsburgh Pirates. I remember him as a pirate. The year might be off. It's an expo. Oh, you. But that was he the other was, team. I'm pretty sure he was with the Pirates. He definitely was with the Pirates for a little bit. Oh. I took the easy way just saying that I remember him as a pirate. Um, can I see that card real quick? Sure. Yeah, I knew that. I knew. I, and you, I've seen, it. you yeah. said it, lefty pitcher. You, yeah. you were in the neighborhood. Right. Right, yeah, but those you. are the ones that, I mean, I can cost yeah. me there. You ready? Yeah. I believe two for six. Let me just see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So yeah. math was, so we get seven left. You have seven left. You've I need to run get... the table to win here. No, I believe you have one, one margin for error. Well, we'll figure that I out. I thought you're, I had two. Uh, How many did I get you're right? two for six so far. Right. So, and you have eight. I do. Oh, I see what you're saying. Right. Yeah, yeah, my bad. Okay. Well, good luck. Mm. <laughs> Running right. the table. Charles Hudson. No, I'm not going to run the table. I don't know that one. Charles Hudson? Mm, Atlanta Braves. This one will give me pleasure here as I show you what team he's on. Oh, mm, Yankees? Yankees. No, I'm not familiar. I remember with, with the Phillies. Was he with? Yep, he was with the Phillies. You remember right him? You I, got absolutely, a hundred percent. Yeah. All right, two, four. Did he play with the Braves? Maybe after, but okay. definitely right. Phillies before. I remember seeing him pitch against the Mets all the time. Uh, Mike Smithson. Well, this might be it. Mm. This is what you should have put in some of the layups to draw out the dramatics of the. Might have to uh, implement a little. Mercy rule like we do with the kids. Oh, yeah. Mike Smithson. <sighs> Padres. Twins. Yeah. Two for eight. That's it. Oh, just, you want to mess yeah, around? Yeah, yeah, L- Len yeah. Matuzak. Who? Len Matuzak. I definitely know this name. Kansas City? Dodgers. Oh, I knew it was blue. Okay. Andy McGaffigan. Uh, Montreal. Yeah, good call. Uh, three for ten, Sal. Got three more for you. How about Danny Darwin? This is one that I would have known. Astros. I think you're going to get this. Yeah, I knew you were going to get that. Four for 11. Mm. Got a couple layups for you here. Same for the end. It don't matter. Yeah. Uh, Matt Noakes. Tigers. Yeah, five for 12. Shawan Dunstan. Brooklyn Cubs. zone. Brooklyn zone. Cubbies. Cubbies. Third overall pick. Six. Respectable. That's it? Yeah. That's Eight, it. six. Yep. Yeah. All right. Good uh, game, brother. The, yeah. Good game. I needed that, boy. <sighs> I didn't have. think your pack was that easy, especially at first, but then I was like a Quisenberry layup, Canseco layup, Bell layup, Maller. How do you say it? Rick, Rick Maller. Almost I, like it's M A I L E R. Davis, a swing guy. Bonds, yeah. a layup. McGreen, a little bit of a swing guy. McGreen's I would have gotten that one. Yeah, yeah, I got you. I would have been probably better off with this particular pack. Well, all right. Not bad. Eight, six, mm-hmm. but game five goes to BT. Game six, you can close it out next week. Let's uh it is eighty six or eighty seven are the two two choices that we have.
I had to get that win, man. There's no way I was. I feel like straight. I feel <laughs> like I feel like I'm the underdog, and the crowd is rooting for me. Why and do you when, feel that way? I, don't, I just feel like that. Well, in your own like head, you feel that way. I know. That's what I mean. <laughs> I, mean I don't think that that's what's like, happening in like the stadium. The no, I feel like, well, I mean, I am home. <laughs> I the crowd you. right now is uh, They turned on you. They <laughs> gave up six spot in the first inning. They booed you when you went to go to the bullpen. All right, it's all right. We've been down 0-2. All right, listen, right. I don't count you out until it's over. And just the for opponent, the record. All due respect, honestly, e- we're the opponent. Even though it's been 80, fun. Even though 86 is not... Like my best year, mm-hmm. 86, 87. No, still. I know. It ain't right. over yet. Champagne's right, game not partner. even in the clubhouse. There we go. Game five in the books goes to BT. Now takes a 3-2 lead in the Baseball Card Ooh, World woo. Series heading into next week. We'll get more polls on the other side. Hit you with the crown coming up as well. This weather forecast is sponsored by Mucinex Kickstart. It's 49 degrees, mostly cloudy with a high near 53. South wind around 9 miles per hour. Stay classy, San Diego. And it takes a knee and the New York Giants are the Super Bowl 42 champions. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. They knock off the mighty Patriots 17 to 14. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Brandon Tierney, Salakata back on the fan. Time to hit you with the crown topic of the day. We started the show talking about Woody Johnson. The Jets have a Woody problem, and to me, that's... Whoa, 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 a, they, have a, they have a what? Yeah, I mean, I woke up this morning with a Woody problem. <laughs> The Jets have a yeah, after problem. last night. What Trust do you mean? me, we got enough issues. Yeah. Don't drop that at our doorstep, <laughs> too. I mean, come on, man. Then we made. Then we're done. Then just leave. If you're waking up this morning, if you're a Jets fan, you woke up with with it, a Woody issue. I, I'd like to wake up yeah. with with with, with Woodiness as a Jets fan. That would mean that I'm happy. <laughs> Crown you with the Woody. Uh, anyway, Woody, Woody, his comments last night. I, I'm still bothered by the the loss of Game Five. I got to be honest with you, but it's, I can't let it go. I can tell you're a little yeah. distracted. I, I, I can said, tell. Defl- I can tell. Deflating defeat. It happens. But what? I, now you got to be a pro, bud. You got to plow through. Back. Let's go. So with Woody Johnson, his comments. Last, it's not just about his comments, BT, but obviously speaking last night at the NFL Awards, and you know talking about Zach Wilson throwing him under the bus. My issue is that. Not even that Woody's a bad owner, because I think you could be a lot worse. I think Woody gets an A for effort. However, he's just not running this team in a smart fashion. And if you can't see that the problem with this Jets team wasn't the backup quarterback last year, and that's what he made it sound like, oh, we didn't have a backup quarterback. We need to get one. No, no, that's not the problem, Woody. The problem was that you put yourself as an organization in spots where you lie on a 40-year-old quarterback. Then, when your quarterback went down, you didn't go get a quarterback who could start. Your backup should have been the backup, not the starter. Not to mention your head coach is the worst head coach in the NFL, and yet there were great options out there, BT, to upgrade, and he didn't want to do that, whether it be Vrabel or Belichick, whatever. That's my issue with Woody, the way that he is running this team right now had an opportunity to do something great do something special shocking yes but he didn't take advantage of that and i don't think he understands the real problem here okay excuse me okay um so did you ever see when somebody apologizes right Mm -hmm. and then people who have no connection to the apology determine the level of sincerity in the apology 
they basically grade the apology. So-and-so didn't seem authentic enough. So-and-so wasn't transparent enough. So-and-so waited too long to apologize. So-and-so had their PR person write the apology. It doesn't seem like it came from... You know what I'm talking about, right? Okay. That always bothers me. That that's always bothered me. Why? Just because it's an apology, accepted for what it is. Yeah, accepted, yeah, yeah. For the most part, uh, okay. I mean, unless you believe it's completely inauthentic, then it's your. It's of course it's your prerogative not to accept it. But I mean, too many people grade apologies, and I also think too many people grade literally every word from owners. Right. That's where I get to here with Woody Johnson. Listen, I don't think Woody's a great owner. I don't think he's nearly as bad as many of you think and make him out to be. I look at the the New York Jets right now, and there's a lot of franchises that have issues that the Jets don't. You know, Woody Johnson turned the Jets from, and I love Hofstra. I got a lot of respect for Hofstra. I do. You know, I love Long Island. I love. I went out to Hofstra a lot, man, to, to watch the Jets. And But the Jets went from a like a like a little mini-mart, you know, facility to one of the greatest facilities in the NFL, first rate. Mm-hmm. That was because of Woody Johnson. You know, he spends a ton of money. It's never like we're taking calls or clamoring for, come on, guys, go get the extra receiver. Come on, spend the extra money. Come he tries. On. Yeah, dip your toe in the free agent pool. Hell, just plunge into the free agent pool. They do that. So they've got a first-rate facility. He spends money, and he hires people that, at least when he hires them, are respected. That's Joe Douglas. That's Robert Sala. They failed. Well, he hired Mike McCagnin, too. No, uh, I'm not saying they're all perfect by any stretch. No, no, I'm not saying. This most recent one, right? Todd Bowles. John Inzik. Well, yeah, yeah, no, it's a long list of failures. I get I'm not trying to exonerate him. I'm really not. I'm just trying to contextualize his, his ownership. Because with Rex, it was great, at least at the beginning, and now it's been horrendous. And I think the answer is probably somewhere in between. I think he's an okay owner. I think he's well-intentioned. I think he's an easy target um, for a lot of reasons. Some are real. Some are, are not. Some are stretched, manufactured, maybe for different reasons. But as a fan of the team, I I don't think he's the main deterrent. Because I used the, the, the James Dolan example to start the show when we had a similar conversation. For 20 years, everybody's telling me, and I was saying it too. Oh, my God, Dolan stinks. Oh, Dolan, please sell the team. Please, Dolan, get out of here. Dolan, you're ruining things. Well, nobody's complaining about James Dolan because James Dolan hired somebody who's awesome at his job in Leon Rose. And that's part of it. I know it's a little mixing all together. I, I will have Woody's back a little bit here. I have no problem with the comments. I don't think he's a great owner. I don't think he's awful. I think he's got the potential to be a great owner. I just don't think he's smart enough to know what he needs to do. I can't understand because this one's right in front of his face. Salah's not a good head coach. You've seen it for three straight years. They've ruined the quarterback position, and there were great head coaches available. Like, go pick one to pair with Aaron Rodgers and go take a run at a Super Bowl. And he didn't want to do that. And to me, that is a glaring sign that he may just not – understand the big issues here. It wasn't the backup quarterback. It was the offensive line. It was the head coach. It was almost everything but the backup quarterback's the least of the issues in when you're building a team. Once the starting quarterback goes down, you're screwed anyway. Go get another quarterback who can start. You didn't have that guy in Zach Wilson, and there was a reason why. It's because the guys you hired ruined him to begin with. Shouldn't have drafted him and then ruined him to begin with. The other thing that we've been talking about, BT, is the Super Bowl, of course. Super Bowl Sunday, just a couple of days away here. And to me, the Super Bowl, the results of the Super Bowl don't mean anything. 
I'm sorry. We got to a point in sports talk where it's ridiculous how we, oh, he doesn't win a championship. If he doesn't win a championship, if he doesn't win a championship, he's worthless. If he wins multiple championships, he's great. Yeah, if you win four, five Super Bowls, to me, that stands out, obviously, as opposed to winning just a Super Bowl. The results of this particular Super Bowl, to me, don't move the needle. Maybe for Kyle Shanahan a little bit, but Andy Reid is who he is. Patrick Mahomes is an all-time great already, and Brock Purdy is a good quarterback. I don't think Brock Purdy is going to be a superstar quarterback just in the event that they win this one singular game on Sunday. I think that obviously the Super Bowl, depending upon which one it is, and you can go back to the only one the Jets won, which validated the AFL, which forced a merger, historically the most important Super Bowl. So obviously we're not going to say that that doesn't matter. And I'm not even going to co-sign what Sal just said, that the Super Bowl result doesn't matter. What I do think is true is that narratives attaching or narratives that are attached to players or coaches' career, there's too much emphasis on the Super Bowl. Now, that seems like such a dumb thing to say. Like, listen to these two sports guys basically saying the Super Bowl is not nearly as important as many people think. Well, I'm not saying that, and you're not You're not even fully saying that. I think what we're both saying on some level, we do, we do have common ground here, is that too often, you know, the successes or the failures shape a career unfairly. It's either accentuated positively or it's broken down negatively. In the case maybe well, of the Bills or Jim Kelly losing four. Mar- and Marv Levy wins one of those. Marv Levy, who was an amazing head coach in the NFL, amazing, is perceived so differently. Dude, he got you there four times. Four, which means he won four in a row, four AFC championship games. So, to me, there's still greatness in that. I do think the Brock Purdy specific question here, because the other ones are already established. Like, yeah, Mahomes can great be even greater. Sure. But whether he wins or loses to me, I don't look at Patrick Mahomes any different. I don't think of him less than if he loses. Do you, somebody who's a more of a Purdy supporter, I think he's fine. I think he's good. Mm-hmm. I just don't think he's great. What if he loses this game? How do you view Brock Purdy? Does it change in your mind? No, because I've, it's not It's not about Purdy. He's way too young, and it's too early. I used the word infancy earlier. He's in the inf- He just got off the incubator, man. Like he's a, No, he's he is just losing his football diapers. It's in the earliest stage of carving out whatever career he carves out. What What's interesting to me about Purdy is that I do think that he can ascend to one of the, one of the best quarterbacks in the game. Different than Josh. Different than Mahomes, certainly. Far less dynamic than Lamar. Nobody's like Lamar. Totally different. But I also think that if he was to lose, you know, based on the question you directly asked me here, and he throws three picks and there's a, a weak, a, a blindside, you know, strip sack that he doesn't see, that's one thing. If they lose 31-30 and his defense gets gashed and the offense puts up points and he's in the middle of it, I'll, I'll I'll still believe what I believe that he has a chance to be one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah, I'm not even not even tying it to history. Right. I mean, going into next season. Right. I just disagree with him being one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I don't even think he's top ten. As a matter of, I think he's very good. I don't think it's a knock. But I don't think even if he loses this game, and I expect that he's not going to be great in this game. Why would I expect that? Well, so far in the postseason, he's had two touchdowns, one interception. He's not the focal point of the team. He's not a game manager. He's just a good quarterback. I got a good one for you. I got a good one for you. So you go into next season, and everything's the same. Mm O-line, coaching, D-line. Do you want Dak Prescott, or do you want Purdy as your quarterback? I'm taking Purdy. Yeah, good question. I mean, I I don't even know if Dak is in my top ten. Fair. Jalen Hurts or Brock Purdy? I'm taking Purdy. I think I take Hurts. Still. Yeah, because I think Hurts at his peak elevated the Eagles to a point that I don't think Brock Purdy, well, Brock Purdy hasn't done on his own yet. 
I know the Eagles are talented, Mm -hmm. but Hurts was the focal point of that team a year ago. I know this year, down year. But again, we could look at, you could look at Hurts last year and say, wow. And by the way, same situation, going to a Super Bowl facing Patrick Mahomes, Hurts first one. Oh, look at what he's done here. He's got the chance to be one of the all-time greats. And then you see this year, and it's like, ah, Hurts, and everybody wants to toss him aside. He stumbled. The team imploded. I don't think that Purdy, even with a rough performance Sunday, which I don't think he'll have, I don't think he suffers the same fate. Right, I think but it's going to be a very... His peak was lit- not as good as Hurts. Well, it's a totally different level of, right. of, of dynamic. Like, the, the dynamic right. nature of Hurts is still different. Well, that's but the point. That's I don't know. I you want Hurts. Jalen Hurts on third? Who do you want throwing the football third and 11? you got to have a first down. You not run. Let's just say they take away the run. Oh, yeah, but, but I'll that's take a Purdy. I mean, Purdy, his biggest play that he made against Detroit in the championship know, game was with his legs. I know, but it just in terms of the more conventional snap to snap, I would take Purdy. BT and Sal on the fan, our friends at Town Fair Tire, remind you that at Town Fair Tire, you always get the guaranteed lowest price on name brand tires from Connecticut to Maine. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. Paul is in Newark. What's up, Paul? What's going on, guys? How you been? How are you, Paul? Hey, man. What's up, BT? BT. Listen to Sal for once. Purdy is a system quarterback, totally system quarterback. He's like Tua. They're great in their both in their individual systems. Since both their systems are almost the same thing, because it comes from Kyle Shanahan's system. Now, BT. Now, if you put Purdy on KC, would he do the same thing that he did with the Niners? Alex Smith won a lot of games with Kansas City. Oh, so my answer is pretty much yes. He'd win. So you put Purdy on Casey's team, they bring him, Purdy brings him to the Super Bowl. I'm not, I don't know if they're exactly, no, well, I, listen, Paul, I don't know if they, you know, how many games they win in the regular season. But I, I'm, what, what I wouldn't see, I don't think, is this complete reversal of fortune where Purdy with the Chiefs, they're, they're a 6-11 team. No. Okay, so there you go. He's a system quarterback. No. He's you, you totally misunderstood what I said. Well, okay, then what did you say? Clarify it, please. Dude, I don't feel like clarifying. How about that? I'm moving on. I'm done. Oh. Um, stop. I've clarified I, all day. I've clarified it. Clarify it. Well, I mean, I think the caller clarified. Has, I think he asked a fair question. I want to just clarify what you what you meant. It's but. been answered. <laughs> I mean, this Brock Purdy stuff's getting on my nerves, man. Nobody's <laughs> showing this guy any respect. All he does is win. All he throw. All he does is throw touchdowns. It's not good enough. He's a system man. You know, what was that Paul? Uh, Paul calls a lot, Paul. I, I, you know, I, I probably shouldn't have snapped on you that way. That's my bad. Oh, come saying, on, let uh, it out. Nah, no, right. I, I'm going to let it out, but I don't. I, not not at Paul. Paul's a good dude. That's you know. Um, who the hell is anybody that didn't play in the NFL to say that he's a game manager? I will be the first, maybe the bravest, to even say that I'm not even sure exactly what people mean. But I know what they mean loosely. But I'm sorry when Boomer Sison says. Out in Vegas this week, that Brock Purdy is not a game manager. Uh, I think that that's got a little more weight than what Paul thinks, or quite right. frankly, even what I think. Now that doesn't mean that Boomer's right about everything, but do you think Boomer's instincts about the quarterback spot are a little bit better than ours? Yeah. Well, the answer is yes. Well, so okay, people okay, just but... throw this nebulous term around. It's lazy. He's a system quarterback. Define it. What does it mean? It what means, is a system quarterback, Sal? Meaning that the Niners' system in place is already built for success. Purdy fits in nicely to that system. Now, he may run that system better than others, like Garoppolo, for example, like Trey Lance, for example. But if he were not in that system, would he be able to elevate a team on his own the way Josh Allen has done? I mean, yeah. to me, that's how I view uh, it. That, uh, that's fine. But do you think that if Josh Purdy's on, uh, if uh, that uh, that Brock Purdy's on the Jets last year, that they go seven wins? I don't. I honestly don't. I, I, so I don't think Brock Purdy is good enough to elevate the Jets last year. So he personally. wouldn't have been better than Zach Wilson. 
You're basically, you're basically saying he's equivalent to Zach Wilson. No, being, because Zach Wilson won seven games, basically. Being better than Zach Wilson is different than elevating the Jets to you know a new level. No, no, like, I, uh, clearly. Also, but if you're, also you got, I think Zach Wilson would be better if he were in the 49ers system. I do, too, but you know what? He's not, so we can only react to what we know. Brock Purdy is in the 49ers system, right. and he's awesome, and Zach Wilson's in the Jets system, and he's ass. Right, but if Brock Purdy came here, I think he might, in fact, be ass. I, but you're saying you think. I get that, but I'm reacting to what I know. Right. Brock Purdy, successful. But Zach, what, what makes bomb. You think, but what makes you think that Brock Purdy would be successful in the Jets system? Because I think he's smarter. I think he's more instinctual. I think he's more intuitive. I think he's, he's a better leader. Mm. I just think he's better. Better. Yeah, I mean, I I think he. I mean, he is. I think better. he's more accurate. He's better. I think he than, makes fewer mistakes. Right, but the but the point is that again, we agree on the Jets' biggest issue was what last year? Scoring. No, no. Oh, well, the old line. Right. Okay. Well, how is the old line in San Francisco? It, listen, I, but I, it's good. It's much better than the Jets. Right. How's the head coach in San Francisco? Fantastic. But you know what? How no, no. But weapons? hold on. Kyle Shanahan wasn't always fantastic yeah. with when he had bad quarterback play. What now, Kyle Shanahan? I just got to. I got to. Even in his up. worst years, he's better than anything the Jets have. Okay, had I there. understand that, but think about this: Kyle Shanahan has had several different quarterbacks. All right, and when he has a good one, he wins. Uh, it's got to get the exact. And he numbers got to here. a Super Bowl, with Jimmy Garoppolo. I understand that, and Jimmy Garoppolo in his playoff run as a professional NFL quarterback has thrown four touchdowns, six picks, missed a wide open receiver to win the Super mm-hmm. Bowl. That's what I mean. No, I, I understand that, but. If not for Garoppolo, Kyle Shanahan would have already had a Super Bowl. Yeah, but hold on a second. So, okay, so his first year he was six and ten. His second year he was four and twelve. His third year he was thirteen and three. And then in twenty twenty went six and ten. So his first four years, let me see, six, twelve, sixteen. All right, boom. You're talking about twenty nine wins and ten, twenty, thirty two, thirty five losses. All right, and then suddenly Purdy shows up on the scene, thirteen and four last year, twelve and five this year. Well, Purdy There's no drop. Purdy didn't start the year last year. I understand that, yeah. but he, which means he lost even fewer. He only lost one game. They went thirteen and four as a team. He lost once. Right. I mean. I, I get that there's there's probably middle ground in this debate. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm not, not saying, saying Purdy's. I'm not saying Purdy's bad. No, I know you're not. I, I'm. I, I don't know how anybody can debate that he isn't a product of a already successful foundation and system. I'm not saying he is a system quarterback, but I would be willing to bet that Brock Purdy wouldn't do what. Josh Allen has done in Buffalo. And that's just one example. He, he, also, not, he also might not turn the ball over. Now, he's not physically yeah. equipped. He's in the right spot. He's not he's throw, Josh Allen's 6'5". He's right. a pit bull. He weighs 240. Puts his shoulder well, down like pick, a linebacker. Pick a top quarterback. I'm picking a top quarterback. Okay, but think about this. Do you, you think, think Brock Purdy's better than Aaron Rodgers? Right now, I would say, if, if you, if, and I sincerely mean this, all right, as much as I want to see the Rodgers stuff come through just to see if it could work, if I can hit a button, Purdy, Rodgers, next year, Purdy. Yeah. I swear to God I mean that. And, I would take Brock Purdy. And if I'm the Niners and I can hit a button, Purdy Rogers, I'm hitting the Rogers button. Okay, that's fine. But think about this: Did you would you say that Patrick Mahomes had a vintage Patrick Mahomes offensive season this year? No, they were totally not even close, right? Teams. Yeah. Okay. So, but there now, are reasons for no, it. But no, I, I, well, yeah. I, I, I was going to go there. I agree. There's reasons for it. Now, nobody in their right mind is going to sit here and say that Patrick Mahomes is a system quarterback. That's just the height of idiocy. Obviously, idiocy. But I will say. Without his amazing offensive coordinator, who everybody wondered what his role was, you know, who's now mm-hmm. in a, with a different team, the first year he's gone, Mahomes' numbers dropped through the floor. 
compared to what he was doing when that gentleman was there. I think system so, manager is disrespectful. Th- that's all I'm saying. But, but but I think he's a good quarterback, not a great quarterback. And I don't believe he's one that can elevate a franchise that has nothing else like the Jets. BT and Sal on the fan. We'll continue with that conversation coming back on the other side with your calls. Also have the perfect parlay pick segment at 1240 as well. We have a massage giveaway coming up as well. Talk New York sports with us. 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount Plus. Stream Super Bowl 58 on CBS with Paramount Plus. Brandon Tierney, Salakata back on the fan. We'll continue with your calls here. We also will have the perfect parlay pick segment coming up in just a little bit. Right now, time for a little hand and stone massage giveaway. Be caller number 13 at 866-540-WFAN. That's 866-540-9326 for your chance to win a hand and stone massage and facial spa gift card. Love, pamper, repeat this Valentine's Day at your local hand and stone massage and facial spa. Get a free massage or facial gift card when you buy a spa package. Visit any one of their 80 New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut area hand and stone locations. Quick note here, BT. I don't know why this bothers me, but it does. Okay. Adam Schefter, about 20 minutes ago, just in. The NFL will hold a game in Madrid, Spain in 2025. Ah, it drives me nuts. I like, can't bro. stand it. I cannot stand it. I'm so with you. I've been, I've been compl- Tiki used to think I was nuts. I used to complain about this for years. And you know why? Because they're taking something that's ours and they're giving it to another fan base that doesn't appreciate it the way we do. It, it's. I understand trying to glow, grow the game globally. However, that is a spit in the face, smack in the face, whatever you want to say, to us, the mm-hmm. NFL fans, here, like, I don't care that you play games in London. I don't care that you play, where's the Friday night opener with the Eagles, that in Mexico or something? Uh, I, don't, or, I don't know where that is, actually. I forget. Or, it wasn't, is it one in Germany or something? I, I, forget, I know they're going to Germany for uh, sure. Great, now they're going to Spain. Like, come on. We don't, dude, it's, it's the NFL. They like, don't care about us, dude. Well, it's obviously it's a money grab, and I'm not trying to minimize other parts of the country. Like that's no, great, but can't at all. Like why do you, why do we have to go there? I don't understand. We, they don't care about us. That's why because they got us hook, line, and sinker. People gamble, people tailgate, people go to games, people love the NFL, which is why they keep stretching the boundaries of oh, instead of two Thanksgiving Day games for years, now we're going to stuff a third one in your face, which is not terrible, but I actually like that third game. But I, can I see don't. Why, uh, you don't? I did as a, when I was younger and, and single. Like uh, now, here, by yeah. that point, I'm like, come on. I, I get that aspect as well. And I could see why some families would have some issues. You're driving between cousins and grandmas, whatever. You miss part of the game. I get it. Oh, Black Friday game. All right. It was cool in theory. Jets were yeah. playing the Dolphins, and it could be a lot of juice. I don't like that God. either. Too I, you much. Know, that's too. That's what I'm saying. You know, the Monday games, the Thursday games, then you get Saturday games late in the season. Then, of course, Sunday nights, all day Sunday, different parts of the country. It's just ridiculous. It is ridiculous. They don't care about us. And and I hate the pigs. To, they are. I, the, the quicker, find the game on streaming. Good luck. And this applies to baseball as well. The quicker, God, I hate to be this person, but this is the way it is. The quicker you realize they don't care about you at or, or me or Sal or anybody that is here, they don't care about us. I think there was a point where they once did. They don't even incorporate us into the decisions that they now make. Because they know they have us. Yep, they ignore us. Well, when that starts to happen and you get taken for granted, 
you have to have a little self-respect. And I am not going to bend over backwards. And I know it sounds nuts. And for us, we're kind of in a tough spot because, you know, we do it for work. Obviously, if it's a Jets or Giants game, different story. But you think I'm streaming? I don't care who it is. Chiefs, Niners. I'm with you, bro. But, you know, am I streaming it at whatever time? I'm not doing it. I did the same thing a couple times with the Yankees this year where, you know, my, my, my nightly rotation, I, I start on the Yankees, but I obviously mm. watch the Mets. And there were some nights where, you know, if the Yankees were on Apple or the Yankees were on uh, Prime, you know, I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to watch the Mets a little bit because I don't want to keep going back and forth. Right. No, I I get it. It's, it's annoying. A pain. But the point is, they don't care about us. At some point, as Not fans one bit, here, dude. Nope. You gotta, we got to figure it out and have some self-respect. All right, BT and Sal on the fan. Dan is in Randolph. What's up, Dan? Danny. Oh, man, I can't believe Sal's going to make me defend Woody Johnson and, and Robert Sala. I didn't have that on my bingo card today. Um, all right, so the... Uh, Let's just say first uh, thing is that Kyle Shanahan obviously is a lot like top five coach in the league. And uh, Salah, according to Sal, is, is dead last, 32nd. He's the worst coach or one or one of the worst. No, no, the um, worst. Okay. Oh, yeah, well, no, you, I well, knew you were going to clarify that immediately. <laughs> yeah. So, I was like, waiting for it. I don't think that Salah is like – I think he's more of middle of the pack, bottom-ish coach. I'm not saying he's the worst, though. And the thing is, is like, either way, he's not good. Where, you, you know, here's the thing: he he actually has not had a good quarterback, and he you recite uh, Kyle Shanahan's uh, records when he hasn't had a quarterback, mm-hmm. and it's not good either. He now, again, to, but uh, yeah, but Kyle not, didn't have that defense either. Well, yeah, but Salah took over a defense that was 32nd. They were the, one of the worst in the league his first year, and now they're ranked they're ranked number three and number four consecutive years. So that's something you can hang your hat on with Salah. Mm-hmm. The thing that I have an issue with with Salah is, and BT, I talked to you about this after the bye, is he doesn't know how to handle success. And that to me is... No, a because they've never had any. Well, no, they've had success going into the bye. They, they've oh, yeah. yeah. Four, four and three is not success. And no, by no, the way, no. You, but you say, did but, you say Kyle Shanahan's never won without a quarterback? Wait, wait. Kyle, Shan- Kyle Shanahan, when he's had backup quarterbacks, when he's had Mullins, yep. and when he's had other Terrible backups, he, hasn't, he, he has not broken seven wins. He, he, went, third, so, he, he went to a Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo. Okay, yeah, but Jimmy Garoppolo that year was actually pretty decent. Oh, and, oh okay, right. I know. Right, no, okay. but, but to be fair, hold on uh, a sec there. Dan, Danny, Dan, hold on one sec. And I don't want to turn this too, too much into Garoppolo, but to be fair, now the Raiders, it wasn't the smart move, but there were other teams that were willing to give Jimmy Garoppolo big money or big-ish money. The Jets were even kicking the tires on some level about Jimmy G. There was a perception that Jimmy G was an average to slightly above-average quarterback. You know, Bethard, Mullen, those guys weren't getting those looks. Go ahead, Danny. Yeah, and look, my, my, my point is, is that, you know, Salah has never – I mean, Zach Wilson in the quarterback situation that he has had for the past three years, we're talking about historically bad. We're not talking about, like, middle-of-the-road, okay quarterbacks. Yeah. Like, Jimmy Garoppolo would have been an upgrade. That's how bad the, the situation was. And this is where I go into, like, the Woody Johnson situation where the Jets are in a unique position where, look, I got to see it out at least one year – with Aaron Rodgers paired with the offensive coordinator where he won back-to-back MVPs with. I got to see it out one year, and we're lucky because Vrabel, Carroll, I don't think Belichick will ever come to the Jets. So we got to really kind of get that out of the equation. He's never coming to the Jets. But let's just say those two good coaches, right? Yeah. Potentially even Tomlin. Why do, you think, why do you think Belichick's never coming to the Jets? He hates him. Because he hates the Jets. Hey, why? And, why? And, 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 why? I, I mean, nobody that, knows. That to be honest with what? you, 
the the owner. No, but yeah, yeah, that's but no, why he resigned why? as HC of the NYJ. Woody didn't own the team. The yet. owner. Woody did not officially he own the team that, yet. He knew, he knew that, that he was coming yeah. in, but he didn't know anything about him. I don't. I don't know. I know he. Listen, Dan. Thanks for the call, there, buddy. It was we gave you a little time there. He's never coming to the Jets. He could be a giant coach if you know things don't work out next year with, with Dable. He's not coming here. I got gotcha. you. And I know that he he has a disdain for the Jets, but nobody really knows why. I'd really love to know the answer. Well, I mean, I think he didn't like the the change in ownership, and then I think it just became you know a a, a little bit of a rivalry where yeah. the Jet fans after he left there was you know yeah. But was, even before the think about this Sal, think about this in logical terms. Even before the rivalry, which and then Mangini ratting on him, that there were different layers yeah. to it for sure. That well, that's, that's certainly one. The Jet fans and their their hate and venom toward them. Like I think all of it. No, no, no doubt, but. That I guarantee he'd coach here if he thought he could win another Super Bowl. I honestly don't think he would. Which with Aaron Rodgers, if if Woody were not in the way. Yeah, but the hate to me with Belichick toward the Jets began before Mangini ratted on him. The Jet fans, you know, we do whatever we do and whatever. I, 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 he was. You don't abruptly resign in that manner unless you've got legitimate hatred professionally towards somebody who's not even in the building yet. And nobody has identified the direct source of of what the unraveling was. We know he didn't like Woody. He didn't believe in Woody, or there was it. Nobody knows why. I, I mean, what, what the hell did Woody do? Where he didn't even own the team yet officially. I, I, I love the idea, though, of a Jeff fan as that caller that he wants to see what what Salah could do for one more year. Like, think of how stupid that Dude, is. Not everybody agrees with us. There are some. There are ten, twelve, thirteen, fifteen percent of the Jet fans as misguided as you and I might think that they are. That think that he's a great defensive coach, decent quarterback right. play, he's salvageable. Right. So, so who would you rather have, Bill Belichick or Robert Sala? Who would you rather have, Jim Harbaugh or Robert Sala? Who would you rather have, Mike Vrabel or Robert Sala? Those were all options this year. Take Belichick out of the equation if you yeah. want. I mean, it's like you're asking me, you know, if we're single, do you want, you know, what some toothless okay. whatever but or this supermodel? But guy said he wants to see it through, and so did Woody. Like, you didn't even try for Harbaugh. Guess what? As I don't care who your quarterback is, as long as Robert Sala's your head coach... You've got no chance to ever be better than the Chargers do. I'll take it a step further. You talk about, you know, the the Jets and having an opportunity here with their defense. You want to, there's no chance they can win with their current setup here. None. And the owner should have seen that. And you see what other teams have done. It is, I mean, I just don't understand, BT, how they could not want to further your team. And you're saying Robert Sala is not the worst head coach in the league. Who do you think is going to be the first head coach fired? He might get fired during the season. Now, if, if, he, if so, they start slow, so if he's not the worst head coach in the league right now, who is? They're either unknowns. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's to me, it's he's the worst. And to me, that is almost irrelevant because, it, yeah, I understand the point of emphasis that just to hammer home the fact that you don't believe in him. I get it. It's not. not, even not neither neither do I. Him. Neither do I. I guess I'm just more concerned with knowing or strongly believing. Forget about is he the worst? He's just not good enough. It, 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 the other stuff almost doesn't fine. matter. That's fine. He's but, not but good enough. Actually, agreed. Bottom line, not good enough. But when you actually think about it, he's the, the Jets employ the worst head coach in the league. Now, that may change in a couple of years, but guess what? He's not going to be here to see you through. Coming up on the other side, we'll have our perfect parlay pick segment, final one of the year, right. ahead of Super Bowl Sunday, and get back to your call. Add WFAN to your contacts to talk New York sports with us at 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount+. Plus. Stream Super Bowl 58 on CBS with Paramount+. Plus. All right, BT and Sal back on the fan. We're going to make our picks here. We wrap up the football season. Of course, the uh, the perfect parlay 
And our football picks brought to you by ELEC A25, building our future by Total Orthopedics, the experts are getting you back to being you. And by Bud Light, easy to drink, easy to enjoy for Giants fans on game day. Enjoy responsibly. Last one of the year, BT, this is it. Hoff won the regular season. You won the postseason edition. We will have to pay off our debt, hopefully on Monday. Mm-hmm. When your costume comes in, we will be in full gear. You'll be gold dust. I will be Doink the Clown. And away we go with that. But what do you got for us, BT, for this Super Bowl Sunday? Parley here. All right, first I got the music that I love. I got a couple of I got three for you here, Sal. Okay. I've got the actual game, which I'll save for the end. Okay. And I've got a couple of props for you. I will do the same. I'll save the picks for the game. Hop, if you want to follow along, you can. If not, doesn't matter. Okay. But I'll do the same as you. All right. Now, I mean, I've spent a lot of time trying to fend off this pit bull with Brock Purdy all, all week, really. All, certainly all day and today and yesterday. Fun debate, though. It's, it's been, been awesome. It's been a lot of fun. That's why I can't wait to see this play out. Yep. Even if they play poor, even if they don't win, like we've made it interesting between us yeah. at the very least. Yeah. Surprise, we don't have a side bet about yeah, this. Right. Anytime we can bet, we bet. All right. So prop number one. The over-under on Brock Purdy completions. And I know the Kansas City defense is very good. Trust me, we know that. Is 20 and a half. It's minus 110. If you go over, I'm gonna go over. So slightly over. At least 21, obviously, with the half there. So at least 21 completions for Brock Purdy in Super Bowl 58. Prop number two, also connected to Brock Purdy. No pressure, Brock. Uh, the over-under passing yards, 245. That's what it's been set at. It's at minus 113. If you go over, I'm going over. Slightly. I think he's past 250. So I'm going to take the over on that as well. And now the winner of Super Bowl 58. And I'm kind of in. I'm kind of in a good spot. Oh God, I'm kind of in a good spot either way. I like being right. I like seeing my family happier, uh, or happy more so than being right. In certain things, nah. Uh, and uh, <laughs> my mother-in-law is from Kansas City. She's a massive Chiefs fan. My daughter's adopted them as her second team. Grammy sent the Chiefs sweatshirt from, uh, you know, from where they are now in Dallas, so kids can wear it during the game. So I, if the Chiefs win, and I love Mahomes, and I do love Taylor Swift. I got respect for Kelsey. I'm not I'm not on that hate train there. If they win, I'm happy. I don't think they're gonna win. I got the Niners. I think the 49ers are the more complete team. I think they're slightly better. Obviously, Mahomes is the man. But that offense, I mean he didn't score a point in, in Baltimore in the second half. You won. I know, but he didn't score a point. I take the Niners minus two. So first up, the first leg of the prop here. Over completions, 20 and a half, minus 110, we're going over. Over 245 passing yards, we're going over, minus 113. And straight up to, well, I mean, not straight up, but with the with the side here, 49ers laying the deuce to win the championship. Hoff, what do you got? You're up here as the winner of the regular season. What do you got for the Super Bowl? <clears throat> yeah. I thought you guys would, like, have, like, you know, like some – WWE themes for today specifically. Why? Well, because you're supposed to be oh. gold dust and doink, but I guess uh, you chose not to do that. Well, well Monday. Monday. You choose not to do it. I'm waiting for the costume to get. Well, the, the, who'd you order from? And what am I going to do? <laughs> well, dude, I don't know. Did I miss? Do I miss? A, did I miss a prop that has doink singing the national anthem? What WWE <laughs> prop was I supposed to latch on to? You crazy I just about the theme song. Just yeah, coming right. out with a th- different I theme. Anyway, listen. I got you, I got you. Anyway, we'll have yeah. that for Monday. I'll have it all prepared. That being said, I have a few 
First of all, I'm going to go. It's a Travis Kelsey heavy mm-hmm. prop bet for me. MVP I have him as plus 1,300. I think it's going to be a heavy Travis, Travis Kelsey day. He's. I was looking for a proposal prop bet. Couldn't find that. But for plus 1,300 MVP, Travis Kelsey, over under... 69 and a half. I'm mm-hmm. taking the over on yards for Travis Kelsey. That's a good all one. day. That's a good one. And then on top of that, I'm taking the over 47 and a half mm-hmm. as the to- as total for the game. For the That's game, an interesting right. one. And then Kansas City plus one and a half. So you like Kansas City in this game? All right, uh, I do. It's a lot there, Hoff. Kansas City, the over for the game, over Kelsey and Kelsey for MVP. Not sure you could, yeah, not sure you could actually parlay those, but still, right? We get Kelsey the, getting we get down on one knee as well. Yeah, know, three carrots. I don't four know if anybody carrot, wants to see carrot. that. Yeah, I'm torn <laughs> as far as the game goes. I'm going to hit you with the props, and it's funny, BT, how we are similar in that. I'm going to back up my words here uh, as well with Purdy, and I'm going to go with a couple of Purdy props. I'm going over Brock Purdy half interception. He's going to throw an interception at least one. So the number right. is 0.5. Yeah, if he throws will, one, yeah, he right. Will he or will he won't uh, will, or won't he throw a interception? So I am going to say yes. Purdy will throw an interception over a half of an INT. He will throw at least one interception in the game. I'm also going to go Purdy under one and a half touchdowns in the game. Even if he throws for a touchdown, he could run maybe run another one, but he hasn't done it yet. I want to see Purdy. He's thrown for two so far and then and combined in the postseason. I'm going to say Purdy under one and a half. And I think the Niners, where they're going to be able to win this game, if they do so, is going to be running the football. And I loved what Nick Costo said yesterday. I'm in alignment with that. I can't believe the number was so low for Debo Samuel. 16 and a half rush yards. Oh, rushing, yeah. Dude, he could get that on one carry. A little reverse action, boom. That's exactly right. So I think they are going to go to the well with Debo, both receiving and running the football. They've used him as a running back. I know McCaffrey's a stud. I understand that. But I think Debo's going to run the football. So give me Purdy to throw an interception. I'll go over that number. Purdy under one and a half touchdowns. He'll throw fewer than two touchdowns. And I want to go Debo over 16 and a half. Now, here's where I'm torn. A part of me wants to root for the Chiefs. I like greatness. My niece and nephew coming over. They love, you know, Taylor well, Joey's Swift. coming over? Yeah, Joey, Riley will be there. My niece Riley's going to be into it because of Taylor Swift. Yep. They're, they're rooting for the Chiefs. I already talked to them. I was like, oh, man, I don't want to be rooting against them. They want the Chiefs to win. Yeah. Mahomes, the greatest, all that stuff. I, I like that. Plus, I'm not rooting for Brock Purdy. I'm sorry. Maybe a nice guy, but I'm I'm putting my mouth. I like, I'm rooting for me to be right in that Brock Purdy is just a good quarterback, not a great quarterback. So mm-hmm. I certainly don't want to see him go nuts. However... I've been picking against the Chiefs all postseason long, and I just don't believe that this is a Super Bowl winning year for them. I think the Niners are better in spite of Brock Purdy, in spite of him. We've seen it before. Ben Roethlisberger, even Tom Brady earlier, and we've seen quarterbacks win Super Bowls but have bad games. I think Brock Purdy has a bad game. But I think the Niners and Kyle Shanahan find a way to win this football game. Right, now, well, we're I'm, on the same page with that. I still want to root for Kansas City. Yeah. But I just, I, I, in my gut, I feel like the Niners are going to win the game. So I'll take my chances and lay the one and a half there. That's interesting. All right, let's, let's do this real fast. So the season's basically over and all the storylines have played out. You know, the injuries, the hirings, the firings, the unlikely stories, Detroit, etc., if I said to you, Sal, you can hit rewind and take us back to week one and then automatically transport us back to where we are today and design your own 
perfect Super Bowl matchup for Sunday. I'll give you mine first. This might, this might be it. Um, Can I give you mine first? Yeah, go ahead. Jets-Packers. Nothing would top that. For if you. I, well. Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. I'm just, you know. I mean, I don't think anything would top that. The Jets trying to win for the first time in most of our lifetime oh, against Dallas, the Packers. I think Dallas being in it would be incredible. Playing who, though? That's what I'm saying. That's what yeah, I like. Well, that, I'm thinking that about perf- it. Yeah, no, it's it's an odd question, but Hoff. I mean, I like Dallas and Bills. It'd be a, you know, it'd be a rematch of you know whatever. You pick a year, uh, you know, the early '90s. There, um, I could always do Jets Giants too, but the whole Rodgers yeah. Packers thing. Well, well, show for show purposes, it's different than what it'll oh. be for just fandom purposes or enjoyment. You know, obviously, I grew up a Falcon fan. Would I have liked to see them in the Super Bowl? Sure. I, I don't really care about it uh, as much at this particular point. I think Dallas, though, being in the Super Bowl would be awesome. It's been so long. The Dallas-Pittsburgh. Such, such a hot run. Eh, Old school, you know. I think I would go Dallas-Buffalo. I'd be fine with Dallas-Kansas City. I think we got close to as good a matchup as you could ask for. I like your idea of Jets-Packers, of course, Rodgers. Yeah, you know. yeah. I think the only thing that could have been maybe better, I mean— and I do want to see Mahomes play, but if Lamar Jackson would have played great mm. in that championship game, um, yeah, Lamar. off the unanimous MVP, Lamar maybe. I'd like to see him in there. Ravens, Niners. I think for me, it would be Bills, Cowboys. I, I just think you. the fan bases, starved fan mm-hmm. bases, yeah. history with the Cowboys. You know, Bills on the come up here. Obviously, going back to the early nineties, that would have been fun. Either way, we we. I mean, those would have been great. And obviously, I I think that this one's a great matchup too. It is. It Kansas definitely City, is. This would be one of if you had to pick five matchups. Yep. This would be one of them. marquee franchises, imprints all across the country, fan bases that travel. It's 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 a top matchup. BT and Sal and the fan will come back. Finish up the final hour of the show with your calls ahead of the Super Bowl on Sunday. Chiefs and Niners, Brock Purdy, Patrick Mahomes, Kyle Shanahan, Andy Reid. Let's all get excited for Super Sunday. We'll be back on the other side. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Testaverde will take the snap, go to one knee. This game is over. The Jets lock up their first playoff appearance since 1991 on a 21-16 victory over the Miami Dolphins. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Brandon Tierney, Salicata back on the fan final hour of the show this Super Bowl week. We'll continue to talk Brock Purdy and the Super Bowl. I have two things for you, BT. I'm going to ask you to choose one of them. You want the Jets-related one or the Knicks-related one? Knicks. Okay, let's do Knicks Knicks. here. So you said yesterday, before we left the show, remember we did a little bit of the trade deadline, and we're going off the Ian Begley report saying that uh, the Knicks made that trade in part because they were concerned about OG Ananobi. Yes. You definitively said, well, you're not concerned at all about not him. Not at all. And then he has the surgery yesterday that's going to keep him out about a month or so. Are you concerned now about OG Ananobi? No, because everything in the contents of not just Ian's, but everybody's story is exactly what I said on the air. A bone chip is nothing. It's a loose, you know, it's a little fracture of the mm-hmm. bone that starts to float around uh, in a certain spot, and it begins to, it could attach itself to a tendon or a ligament, something soft, something tissue related. It obviously becomes inflamed, and then you just go in there, and, and for lack of a better description, you you take almost like a medical vacuum, uh, and you suck it out, and then it's gone. But obviously, when you 
probe through the skin, even on a micro level, you know, you, you kind of pierce some stuff. So it takes a couple of weeks to regenerate. It's absolutely nothing. OG is going Dude, to be. It, it can't be one, nothing. It's nothing. He's out for a month. 100, 100. What's today's date? The ninth? I don't even know. Neither today's either. the. Uh, yeah, it the is ninth. the ninth. Wow. So March 9th, 100%. He's back. Oh He's back. God, Come on. Dude, uh, I, so I don't understand maybe, this. Maybe we'll get more into this next week, but sadly, a realization hit me last night about the Knicks. That you were wrong about Dante DiVincenzo, not giving him enough respect? He was good. He was good last night. Okay. I, I thought he's fine. I just don't oh, think he's a star okay. player. Right. The Knicks, they can't win a championship. Oh, God, I'm not getting into this now. Why, I, I should have said the Jets. They, well, you, you can't I mean, I gave you the choice. You can't hit me with this I at 107 that we'll suddenly the Knicks than... don't have a chance to win a championship. What are you doing? <sighs> they're not going to. Oh, just tell me why, no, at no, least. We'll, I'll play we'll the game. In. No, it's not, I'm not asking you. I just, they're not good enough. Just, That's why. They're good enough to. I think they they can win what? the East if everything goes right. They can win the East. Okay. They they certainly should be a team that is in, in, you know amongst the the favorites to get to an Eastern Conference Final amongst uh, the favorites. Uh, understood. They they can't win a championship. Okay, so they're not good enough to, to win a championship. Like to get, win it all, they're not winning. It. You got to get to the finals first, right? Mm-hmm. So are you worried about Doc Rivers? Who? Oh yeah, by the way, lost again last night. They're one, one in five. five. Yeah. Are I you worried about the Bucks? No. Okay. No. Or, well, I mean. I'm not saying that you just respect them. I'm not worried about them, no. Exactly. That's why I, I use think, the word I think worried. the Knicks could beat them. They could. could. Are you worried about this year's version of the Heat? Nah, not no, really. I not. mean, I know the Heat can be tough in the postseason, but no. Yeah. Are you worried about the Sixers with or without Embiid? Well, My answer is no. I mean, no. I don't want to be too disrespectful to the semi-Sixers, but the overly no. concerned. Like, so far, all those teams you mentioned, outside of the Bucs, I feel like the Knicks are on par with, if not better. I still think they're a little notch below the Bucs, but... I think they could beat him. Milwaukee's defense is deplorably mm. bad. They are a horrendous defensive right. team. And the Celtics are are really, really good. Cavs. Are, I don't like uh, I respect them. Uh I don't think that the Celtics depth well, rank the is Knicks, good enough. Rank the Knicks right now in the East. I will. But I but I also do think that OG can make Tatum uncomfortable enough Dude. for the other components of the Knicks to win. Right, but OG right now is out. I He's shelved. That. Yeah, Randall okay. is out right now. We're also hoping for best case scenario, and I think that best case with, with OG and, well, or everybody really. Because yeah. Brunson's a little ankle tweak. He's like probably playing the All Star game. He'll I, be fine. I think. Not worry about him. I think they're good. Yeah, they are. Where would you rank them right now in the East? When whole, I can only answer because right yes, now, I mean, yes. okay, when yeah. whole, and that means same with the Sixers. Then when whole, understood. When whole, I think that the Knicks are the most complete roster, one through ten. And I think the Knicks Celtics one can beat no. I think the Knicks can beat you the most ways. They can score. You're ranking the Knicks number one. I'll put of these the Knicks conference? the best team in these conference. I, I honestly am. I believe that. Oh. I would like to know who's Don't better. Don't make me do this. Who's better? Are you going to probably say the Celtics? Oh, 100 percent the Celtics. All right. So I that's think one. the Cavs right now we're totally disrespecting I, I, the Cavs. I'm not disrespecting. I'm just I'm answering your question. Don't, don't make me. I'm not saying I, the, on, the, I, the Cavs are going to the lottery. Don't make you do what? I don't, You're I, the one who volunteered this. No, 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 no. All I said was the Knicks aren't going to win a championship. And we didn't even get to the Western Conference yet. Well, We're trying to get through the East. Right I now. know. I, listen, that, that's a different monster. But you get there, you have a chance. Here's what I don't get. So we talked about OG yesterday. Yeah. And I told you exactly before. He's out. I know. I, I, know. I didn't I, think he was going to have surgery. I told you that he would. 
I told you exactly what's going to happen. I explained the chapter and verse, although I, you know, I, I, I shortened the version. You made it sound like, oh, they go in there with a little thing. They, they do. They scope it out. They, yeah, okay. You, you didn't say he was going to be out a month. Well, three Not weeks. did you say that? Uh, three okay. weeks, that tack on a month. And, and by the way, it means he's going to have fresh legs, and so is Jalen. So I told you what's going to happen. They might finish fifth or sixth. Exactly what happened is happening. And they get spanked last night. And you're night. worried to... Dude, they had three guys they pulled up from the Chiefs. Understood, um, but they still got spanked with your boy DiVincenzo leading the way. And I'm not making last night, like, without Brunson. What do you mean you can't? I can't can't waste time on this. That they got spanked by the Mavericks with the eight guys they trotted out? Are you serious? Well, my point is that Randall's out, right? Did you see Randall on the bench last night smiling, laughing? Right, so he's out. He's back soon. Ananobi's out, right? Back soon. Sooner. Where's Brunson? He's going to be paid by play this weekend. Okay, he better play this weekend. Honestly, I don't even want him to. Oh, God. I'd, I'd this is what him... I'm talking about. You're in the same breath. You're saying the Knicks are number one in the Eastern Conference. Then you're making excuses for them getting spanked, which no, is fine. No. Oh, they, they have all injuries. It's but not an excuse. They're... It's the context of, of last night. Their reality. They players. Their reality Come right on, now. Zach, no, no, their reality right now is that they don't have Randall. They mm-hmm. don't have Anunoby. And Brunson is still hurt. That's the reality. How can you dispute that? I'm not. But, but. I'm incorporating the other aspect of the reality that I believe is more important. They will be back. You're yeah. choosing to ignore Two that. Two of the guys aren't going to come back for a month. Okay. See, I At think, best. Oh, I know. And by the way, you know what? Where? Hold on. I got to find it. I don't think I, I do this very, very, very infrequently. I tweeted something last night about this while I was waiting for Patino to finish up practice, which was five hours last night. All right. So I just had the Knicks on my mind. I said, exactly what I tweeted last night from St. John's' campus. Knicks are going to take some lumps eventually. Yeah. They'll lose a few, and they'll drop a bit in the Eastern Conference standings. Right. But when whole, 1 through 10, they're as good as any team in the NBA and can beat any team in the NBA in any venue in the playoffs. I'll take my chances with that. Right. See, and, I guess the I, difference between you and I, Sal. I'm realistic. I, I, well, well, no, no. I, I, if you want to frame it that way, fine. I'm not worried about dropping from a seed's point of view. Right. Like, all right, yeah, we, we're getting giddy. Oh, can they maybe become one or two? That would be amazing. They're not going to, unless that was the start of some losses that will be coming their way. That's fine. The Knicks could be the five seed and roll into wherever and win. And that's how well, we see well, the Knicks differently. Well, can, yes. Yeah, well, but I mean, do you ultimately I, think they will? If I had asked you, you bet your life right on whatever you want to get. It's the dumbest thing like, I've ever heard. Okay, I don't have to well, bet my life well, on anything. Well, how about, how about, about a thousand bucks? Of money? How about a thousand bucks? Okay. If it, I said right ahead. now, BT, all right, big boy, you want to be tough and say the Knicks are going to win the Eastern Conference? It's not about conference? being tough. Well, well, it's about well, being practical. Right. You said the Knicks are the best team in the Eastern Conference. So I say right now, I'll bet you a thousand bucks the Knicks don't go to the finals. What is your answer to that? I would have to see the odds. because, But think about this. No, 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 no. Sal, hold on a second. You're framing it in a very fair way you're giving me you're you're giving yourself the field and you're giving me one option well but like, I, think about this I where said, would you put your money celtics uh a thousand I, I would say that the knicks i would not put it on the knicks i'll tell you that uh, okay who would you put it on good question i don't know but not the knicks so if, you'd like they put wouldn't it, the, you said the knicks were the best i did not say that in the east so it'll probably be the celtics maybe the Cavs. i mean i like taking a little bit of an underdog I don't think now. I think that they could obviously I'll be rooting for them too. Uh, I don't think the Knicks ultimately would be in the finals, and I certainly don't think the Knicks are a championship. Like I don't think they're going to win the championship this year. Already, too many things have gone wrong. Whether it's Ananobi getting hurt, Randall getting hurt, mm-hmm. I'm worried a little bit about Brunson's health just because they're going to have to use him even more. So I know the bench now with Bogdanovich and and Burks is going to help out, but without the inj- without Ananobi or with the injuries to Ananobi and Randall. Brunson is the guy. Mm-hmm. So may, maybe more wear and tear on him. Like, it's just, I, I'm excited about the Knicks because I think they have better prospects than 
in recent years, we got to be realistic to a certain extent. They're they're not a championship team yet. Says you. I don't agree. I mean, I don't think most people agree with you. Well, Shaquille O'Neal agrees. So what? Oh, you just used Boomer as an example before. Oh, oh, the almighty Boomer said that Brock Purdy is not a game manager, not a system quarterback. Okay, well, then I'm just going to say Shaquille O'Neal says that he doesn't think the Knicks are any good. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I don't, you don't like Listen, the Listen, I love Shaq. I was watching those guys last night. Yeah, they were right. absolutely the best. Uh, Shaq died his beard, too. They were funny with that last night. I think they're good. I don't want you to get me wrong. I, I know just, you think that they're good. Like, if, if you had to, and again, I'm not saying, like, okay, bet your life or whatever, bet the money, but, like, if you had to. Take your heart out of it for a second. You mm-hmm. think the Knicks are a championship team? I think the Knicks could get to the NBA Finals. I truly, I don't know who would stop Jokic. I'm, I'm not sure right. about that. Well, and the Clippers he, or are the nasty. Clippers could be tough. I think they're different level. They, well, they are. The, listen, there's two aspects of this question, Sal. There's what the Knicks have, which is obviously paramount to the discussion, but also what's in their path in the Eastern Conference. Like, if this was... I don't know, Garnett and Pierce, or certainly McHale right. and Barry. I'm not having this conversation. It's different. Celtics are better, though. If this is Jordan and Pippen, yeah, well, you're probably not having this discussion. If this is the bad boys, eh. the Eastern Conference is wide open. And right. the funny thing is, the things that worry you, like, you know, maybe Brunson's physical vulnerability, I love the fact that he's on ice. Now, thank God he's not seriously hurt. This respite will be good. I, for him, I love the fact that Julius Randle can shut it down and provided he comes back, which I believe strongly he will. And if not, then this totally changes my opinion. He will come into the playoffs fresh for the first time ever. I, you know, I believe that OG, who's, by the way, been a little nicked up his first couple of years in the NBA, usually misses 10, 12, 15 games. I believe he will be fresh come the playoffs. If these guys aren't back, everything we just touched on for the last seven, eight minutes, it's a waste of time. If the Knicks are healthy, let me put it this way, Sal. I believe in their coach. I believe in their star power. I believe in their depth. They rebound. They can shoot. There's nothing they can't do. It doesn't mean they're guaranteed to win a seven-game series. Game seven in Boston. Game seven in Milwaukee. Giannis drops 49 and 17. Of course that could happen. Do I, I swear to God, I believe this. Right. Do I think the Knicks can get to the NBA Finals and a puncher's chance to win? No question. I'm 100%. Ex- I'm excited. 1,000% I believe that. I'm excited about the possibility that they could. The reality is they're not going well, to. But that's your reality. Chris is an isolate. What's up, Chris? Not our reality. Well, what's up, guys? Sal, this is a lame take, man. The Knicks are all going to win. Oh, they, no one knows who's going to win it. They have a chance to win it. One to ten, they got a solid team. They made a great trade. This is not the take you should be giving us today. I'm sorry. You're a Knicks fan, I, I assume, right? Uh, I'm a, I yeah, you guys. so what? I'm a broadcaster. What, do you want me to be a Nick Homer? I'm sorry, I'm not. I call it how it is. How it is? They're yeah. playing well. They're playing great. But when did I say that they're not? When did I say that they're not? <laughs> What did I say? Yeah, what did I just say that you oh, have an issue with? Oh, the Knicks are not going to win the world of the championship. Yes, yes, and you have an issue that's with that. Oh, I'm sorry. Something they haven't done since 1973. All of a sudden, they show some semblance of a team that might, might be able to make it back to the finals for the first time since 1999. And all of a sudden, I'm the idiot because the Knicks, I'm saying, I don't think they're going to win a championship. You guys, this is New York. Sack up. Toughen up. Face a little reality here, for goodness sake. Oh, my God, because it's getting out of control. We have sacked up. Hey, if anybody 
had a little bit of a shriveled sack there was you who left us when the Knicks sucked. I didn't the leave. The guys who had the sacks and the gals are the ones who stayed well, with the Knicks the when they said. The <laughs> shriveled sack. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. those of us who never deserted the Knicks are the ones who have the biggest sacks. I didn't desert them. I just didn't care about them as much. How could you? I, mean, I did. It's foolish. I still, I still oh, held on. Hope. There's I no God. way you were wearing those losses when they won 17 games. No, no, The no, same no, way no, you were no. in the mid-90s. No, no. no of, co- of course, Sal. Yeah. There's a difference, but, you know, the, the early years with Porzingis, the, the year that Barrett was drafted, I mean, trying to piece things together. Uh, now, as the season progressed, certainly the hope dissipated, but the commitment to the team never did. Right. Like, and and I, I think I'm fairly... I think I'm fairly... I think you overrate your team. No, well, uh, that's where I was going. I know that you'd think that I do that. A well, little bit. I, okay. I think that, I think that in your... I don't even think sometimes you know that you do it, but I do think that you do well, it sometimes. Well, listen, the psychology of me and you is very interesting. Right. If they, you know, the day that they split us open and start looking into these right. brains, it's right. the, those revelations are going to be interesting, dude. Um, so I'll grant you that I might be guilty of that to an extent, but I'd rather do that now as long as it's still laced with an element of realism, which I'll never shy right. from because I'll put my sports knowledge up against anybody in the right. freaking world. But the fact that I lace it a little positively, I'd rather do that than well, but you be missed was, a negative. You thought it was realistic that the Jets are going to be a well, playoff if team. If Aaron Rodgers played, it no, was. No, no, when he went down. My issue with you was not before the season. It was after Rodgers went down. Hey, listen, dude. And even I mean, after, they still won week at, one. Even after, okay, week they one. They still had a winning right, record. But, they fell apart. Right, right, but even after watching this team with their pathetic offense, a lot of Jeff fans, you included, were overlooking what we were seeing just because they were winning some of the well, games. Well, I was thinking the schedule. I was thinking the defense. And you thought I they were th- going to get better. I, I know was Zach thinking what slight hopes. Right, slight, yeah, whatever. Okay. And you know what? I wore the L. I but, took uh, it. Which is I, fine. I was all based. And by the this way. Knicks team is good. Yeah, I, they're good, man. I, I, but what have I said that they're not? No, no, you haven't said that. But but all I, I'm I surprised that, the quick pivot today. Well, all I because I I feel the because momentum. What, they lost to the Mavericks with eight guys, two of whom nobody knows. They, if it wasn't Jake, no. if it wasn't Obi Toppin's brother, nobody would even know who the hell Jacob Toppin is. He played. Jacob Toppin played last night. They traded for Bogdanovich and Burks, and people are acting like this is a championship team. That's where it becomes much. I, and and on the same day. Anunoby gets hurt. I mean, that's a, or not gets he's hurt, fine. but he's, he has surgery. He's, he's not. Fine. Randall, he, here's the reality. Fine. Randall's out. Anunoby's out. They had an opportunity to make a bigger move than what they did. They made a nice move. They got better. I still think they're one of the best teams in the East. They have a chance to win the East. I do not think the New York Knicks this year. Do you think the Bucs have a chance to get there? Do you think yeah, the Bucs are one yeah. of the best teams in the East? I do. Do you yeah. think the Celtics are one of the best teams I in the do. East? Do you think the Cavaliers are the one, one yes, of the best? Yes, I do. Okay. I you have to so, start so, no, I, I'm kind of with you. So I, I find it interesting. The other teams that you put as among the best teams in the East, you're saying all of them can get there, but not the Knicks. No, no. I said the Knicks could get there. Of course they could. I don't think they will. All right. There you go. BT and Sal on the family. We don't want come to come back. You come, come see, don't this come. is what I mean. Don't I mean, show you, up. you can't give an honest opinion around here, <laughs> otherwise, you're a villain. Okay. Oh, I want to trade Pete Alonso. I should be hung. I can't ever be back as a Mets well, fan. I, I actually mean, have you back yeah, with no, that. No, I'm no, not no, the I'm one. just I'm saying not in general. After you for that. Yeah, yeah, right. The Jets aren't going to make the playoffs. They say, oh, you don't know what you're talking about about football. Brock Purdy isn't Tom Brady. Oh, my God. How dare you rip Brock Purdy? Just remember. People got to get. I mean, let's get real here. Just remember. 
Receipts go two ways. Yeah. Tell us how good Daniel Jones was. Right. I mean, it goes two ways there, brother. Yeah, but once he we started can, going we, we the wrong way. We can reach into that receipt bag right. as well. But, but again, once he started going the wrong way, I said, okay, I was wrong about Daniel Jones. I thought he was going to have a good year and be a good quarterback. He wasn't. I wasn't blind because of my fandom thinking, oh, Daniel Jones is the greatest thing ever. I was going based off of what I saw a year ago. Hey, I eventually gave up on Zach B- after the season. BT and Sal <laughs> on the fan call of the day coming up next. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Manning back, steps up, heaves one down the middle of the field, into the end zone, and Mix makes the catch for the touchdown! He went up with the big hands and caught it on the Hail Mary on the final play of the half! When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Call of the Day with Brendan Tierney and Sal Licata on The Fan. Today's Call of the Day is brought to you by Ramsey Mazda. Choose wisely, choose Ramsey Mazda. Paul's in Newark. What's up, Paul? BT, listen to Sal for once. Purdy is a system quarterback. Totally system quarterback. He's like Tua. They're great in their, in their individual systems since both their systems are almost the same thing because it comes from Kyle Shanahan's system. Now, BT... Now, if you put Purdy on KC, would he do the same thing that he did with the Niners? Alex Smith won a lot of games with Kansas City. Oh, so my answer is pretty much yes. He'd win. So you put Purdy on KC's team. They bring him. Purdy brings him to the Super Bowl. I don't know if they're exactly. Listen, Paul. I don't know if they. You know how many games they win in the regular season. But what, what I wouldn't see, I don't think, is this complete reversal of fortune where Purdy with the Chiefs, they're they're a six and eleven team. No. Okay. So there you go. He's a system quarterback. No, you totally misunderstood what I said. Well, okay, then what did you say? Clarify it, please. Dude, I don't feel like clarifying. How about that? I'm moving on. I'm oh. done. Um, stop. I clarify I, all day. I've clarified it. Clarify it. Well, I mean, I think the caller clarified. I think he asked a fair question. I want to just clarify what you what you meant. It's but. been answered. <laughs> I'm just Brock Purdy stuff's getting on my nerves, man. Nobody's <laughs> showing this guy any respect. All he does is win. Oh, he he doesn't throw touchdowns. It's not good enough. He's a system man. You know, was that Paul? Uh, Paul calls a lot, Paul. You know, I I probably shouldn't have snapped on you that way. That's my bad. Come on, let it out. No, I'm going to let it out, but not not at Paul. Paul's a good dude. That's, you know. Yeah, Yeah, that was funny. Uh, I want to clarify it. What do you think? Oh, yeah. How about now? I don't want (laughs) to. It's funny. He hit me up with a DM and. He's he's basically apologized. I'm like, dude, it's all it's all good. No, Paul. we love that. Yeah, well, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. For we sure. love that. A hundred percent. No, that's one of the things about this show. We're gonna give you a chance to go, and you know, I, I didn't. Yeah, I probably snapped on it a little bit more than I wanted to, but I was just up to my neck with your nonsense. With I Purdy. get it. Well, and now I'm up to my neck with your nonsense about the next. Oh God, nonsense, crazy yeah, stuff. Right. Unbelievable. Talk show host says, I can see WFA and Digital right now. <laughs> Sal says the Knicks won't win the title. Ooh, my God, the vitriol. I'm ready for it. Guess what? Come at me. I don't even read those stupid comments you make anyway. Think about this. I'm rooting for the Knicks. I am a Knicks fan. Just it hit me last night, like the realization. I was getting caught up, like everybody else, in the excitement. I think they have a really good team. The best team that they've had in a very long time. The reality is... They're not winning the championship. You know what's like, crazy? It's not saying anything. No, I got you. But, but, but it's it's a lot. And I know that you believe this. I completely disagree. I'm not, I'm not, well, hold on. I'm not saying they're going to win. I think that they've got a chance to get there. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, it's not so much about predictions as much as it is assessing what they have and the rest of the Eastern Conference, right. et cetera. But it's also a lot easier for you to play the odds like that and say they're not going to get there. They're well, not going to win. Well, That's the easy thing. I'm, but I'm not, I'm not making a bold prediction. No, no, I know you're not. I'm just I, telling you that the reality is we've been on here for the last couple of weeks talking about how great the Knicks are, and <laughs> the reality is they're not a championship team. No, like, but I don't it, see what changed. If they, well, they didn't get DeJounte Murray for starters. I didn't think they needed DeJounte uh, Murray well, like you did, so that's part of the uh, disagreement yeah, well, right well, there. Well, right. After the deadline, they got nice pieces. They upgraded. They didn't get the piece that I thought really could have made them a team that could be a championship team. I think they do it during the summer. They kept all their draft stuff, which is awesome. We hit that yesterday as the trades were going down live on the show with BT and Sal. But I also think that the, the, the emotions, and I can't prove this, but... I think I know you well by now. Mm-hmm. I think if the Knicks would have pulled up, let's say Kyrie and Doncic were out all night in Manhattan. Different, yeah. yeah, the Knicks won with it's eight not... guys. I think you're coming and say, I think you're overreacting to a loss with eight no. guys, two of whom or three of whom will never play again for us this year. I understand why you're saying that. I think the surgery for Ananobi was more impactful than the result of last night. Now, even it, though I told you that that was exactly coming it's, yesterday. It's too, you, know, you said you weren't worried. It's no big deal. And it's they go not. in there and clean it up. And then I see he had surgeries out for a month. It's yeah, on, on top of Randall, so it was two things. One, while they made a good trade and got better, it wasn't the trade I was hoping for or looking for. Mm-hmm. And then they tagged it with Ananobi being out now with the surgery. And I'm just worried about, A, him coming back. Don't and be. then And then, B, about him coming back and being as effective. Don't not, be. Not to mention Julius Randall, where he's still dealing with an issue. By the way, they're going to reevaluate his dislocated shoulder in yeah. three weeks. Yeah. Not not he's coming back and playing. Yeah. They're going to reevaluate. No, I don't, I don't listen. I think that I think OG's back maybe a month before Julius. I, I really do. Um, he, he certainly will be back before Randall. There is no question about that. Randall's going to miss more time. Now, if he's out, for, like if it's a, I don't know, if it, if it gets worse or it just doesn't heal the way they need it to, and he's out, it's done. Then everything changes. But you know, right now, I'm fully expecting not only Randall back, but a fresh Randall. Yeah. You know, a little break here. Same with Brunson. If, Instead of playing 40 minutes a night. If, if OB is fine, uh, OG is fine, if Randall comes back healthy and ready to go and refresh, and obviously health with, with Brunson. Yeah. Yeah, I think the Knicks can get to an NBA Finals. Gotcha. Best case. So scenario. here's the difference. I'm all those medical situations. Oh, yeah. I'm assuming that they are going to happen. Fa- um, uh, that they'll be resolved favorably. Right. But Brunson's it's a sprained ankle, dude. He's right. gonna Not, play. No he could have played last night. Well, He's fine. Yeah. And OG and uh, listen, you cut open a human body. You, you cut right. open a human body, but it's truly one of the most innocuous athletic surgeries that anybody could possibly have. And the Randall stuff, Nick's got to get a little lucky. Hoff saying we got some breaking news What's here. Up? What do you yes, got, it just up? came out. Got an email from MLB former Mets executive Billy Epler disciplined. He has basically been announced today from Rob Manfred that uh, Billy Epler has been placed on the ineligible list beginning immediately following for directing uh, the following pattern of conduct violation of MLB rules, mm-hmm. goes through the injured list, uh, deliberate fabrication of injuries, et cetera, et cetera. So, but it looks like he's out the entire 2024. Like he's, he's, he can't be employed? Mr. Epler will be removed from the ineligible list following the com- completion of the 2024 World Series unless the commissioner grants an application to reinstate him earlier. Seems a little heavy. Did Listen, the Mets get penalized for anything? Just Epler. Did they get this fined? Did they get fined? I thought 
and other employees too, but it looks like Epler's the one who's out for a year. Listen, I thought Billy Epler was wildly overrated as a GM. What has I taken him so long not. to come down with the suspension? It's supposed to be after the year. I mean, the, so he, the so, hearing and stuff. So, so Hoff, just that's clear, a heavy penalty, though. He didn't yeah, do anything. Yeah, wrong I was just going to say, clean it up. So that's essentially, weak. he suspended yeah, for suspended a, year? a year. Suspended a year, unless yeah. they re- revisit it and they lift the rest of the suspension. Now, yeah. pretty heavy, and it and it, it does say it's his sold. It's basically Epler. No one else in the team. It's saying that club owner. Ownership, superior, super, supervised superiors had nothing to do with it. Didn't know about it. Yep. It's all Billy Epler. That's yeah. a pretty. That's a pretty harsh penalty. I would not have suspended for him manipulating the, uh, the IL list. Come on, I mean, dude. did they look at the rest of the league? What, did it say anything else? It just said manipulating the IL, uh, injured, falsifying injuries, uh, improper use of injured list placements, including the deliberate fabrication of injuries. And these okay, hold on, stop. That that's 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 important right there. Deliberate that fabrication. Deliberate fabrication of injuries. That's that ties into. Betting. I know that this might seem like small potatoes now, but when you're in bed with with these gambling outlets, you, you've got to make sure it's coming across as authentic. I would not have suspended him. I think it's very heavy handed. I don't think Billy's a very good GM at all. I don't think he deserves this though. But that last line is an important line. You can't just gloss over that one. I mean, I, I think the debate whether he's a good GM or not, we could have that. That really is irrelevant. I don't even care. Yeah. yeah well, at this point, it's irrelevant. I think it's not here. And they're saying that it's not just like last year. It's 2022 as well. It's for 2022 and 2023. You know, the, the, wow. he, here's the the issue that I have with it. Mm-hmm. According to like baseball people, remember when this, this came up, people were talking about like it happens quite a bit. No question. And I'm not saying that that should make it okay, but I think that there was a rat in this case mm-hmm. that didn't like Epler, ratted on him, and he's paying a severe penalty when it's kind of common yeah. in the game. I think that's fair. Which is to me just. BS. Sal, I'm with you. Um, It's they try to make an example of somebody and hope others see that and react accordingly or adjust some maybe improper practices if they're doing it as well. I would not have given him that much. That seems heavy. I wish we had Buck on now next week or after this to ask him about that. Yeah. Now, not that he would have given us an answer because we know he's lying, you know, if dancing around everything, not really saying anything, but. What, do you think nobody else had any idea this was all Billy Epler? No. Come on. No. It's a collaborative effort, right? So how is this all Billy Epler? It's a collaborative effort. Everything from the decisions, the lineup, the who's playing where, who needs rest. It's a collaborative effort. Mm-hmm. If, Buck, if Billy Epler's telling Buck Showalter, you got to rest Billy, uh, Brandon Nimmo because he went three for four the night before. You don't think he knows about who's going to be available or why wouldn't they? Can't be collaborative when it's convenient, right? Bingo. Mm. And Epler was only, only Billy Epler. I think it's hard. He, now, got, again, bit, he got bit by a rat. There's no doubt he got bit by a rat. And it just leaves a bad taste. That's weak. Again, it doesn't matter. He's not with the Mets anymore. David Stearns is here. It's fine. They'll be okay. Mm-hmm. But still, it's just a, a weak thing. All right. Thanks for uh, sharing that, Apple. Speak your mind at 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount+. Plus. Stream Super Bowl 58 on CBS with Paramount+. Plus. Brandon Tierney, Sal, got it back on the fan. Just to bring this full circle, we, I mentioned before at the top of the hour, did you want me to talk Knicks or Jets for a second? You chose Knicks, so we ended up getting into that. The thing I was going to mention about the Jets, you see Gary V making his rounds today, 
uh, or maybe it was yesterday a little bit. I saw him on Twitter. Now, I wasn't really familiar with Gary Vee, but I've heard him on the station before. Mm-hmm. And I now I, I sort of follow him on the social media. I love everything that he's about and all the positive messaging and all that. Yeah. But the one thing that he said that stood out to me, he's a diehard, lifelong Jeff. Oh, fan. yeah. I've, I've corresponded with him a few times. Actually, for a while, we were talking regularly, trying to do a pod or something together. It's yeah. been a few years, but I know Gary a he's, little bit. He seems like a great, positive dude. I never had the pleasure of meeting him, but I, I feel like I would love him. I'm going to follow him now. But he his goal is to buy the Jets. Yep. Dude. Let's if, go. If, yeah, well, that's kind of the point. Like, we started talking about Woody, and while Woody may not be the worst owner or maybe not a deliberately bad owner, I think he does try. I think he does want to do well. He's just, to me, not smart enough to know how. Mm-hmm. Gary V would have this team at an elite level consistently. Like, I, I don't know why I'm thinking Mark Cuban as an, you know, a good comp, mm-hmm. but... Like, I just, everything Gary Vee touches turns to gold. That's true. Although, keep in mind, and I didn't hear the whole interview. I heard snippets this morning with Boomer and Joe on Radio Row. And I don't want to misrepresent what Gary said. So, if I'm off on this, my bad, Gary. But I'm pretty sure that I heard Gary say that he thinks Robert Salva's a good coach. I didn't hear that. Well, maybe you should. Well, then forget everything I just said. <laughs> no, I mean, you, <laughs> I mean, if you're going to, you know. I I'd assume you want to buy the team so you can get rid of the guy. be the first thing I do. I walk in and be like, sorry, Robert, you're a nice guy. See ya. Peace. See you later. I mean, especially with the other guys out there. And, and look, honestly, Gary Vee is such a guy that, uh, such a successful guy that if he did believe in Sal or see something he thought he could be a head coach, I might be at least open to hearing him out on why. He would think that, and maybe he could maximize Sala by surrounding him with the right pieces and maybe a, a better nah, foundation. Yeah, anyway, if Gary buys the team, let's let's move on from Robert Sala. Well, I, I want to move on from Sala. Anyway. Gary touch, you know, yeah, uh, you know, yeah Gary's I, successful. A lot of things. Uh, let's move on. I, I think ultimately that would happen. Nick is calling from Huntington, New York. What's up, Nick? Hey guys, how's it going? What's up, buddy? Um, First off, Sal, uh, good luck and all the blessings with your family. Hope, hopefully everything works out. Thank you. We need it. Uh, I met you at the Paramount, so I can, I can confirm you actually are at least 5'9". <laughs> um, Thank you. <laughs> That's no funny, problem. Nick. Yeah. BT, uh, you ready? For what? Uh, I'm going to go for Purdy, so I just want to make sure you're in your right headspace. I'm, I'm good. No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm, good. <laughs> I'm good, buddy. Let's go. Okay, he's surrounded by all pros all over the place, right? Okay. His, his head coach is a great offensive mind. He's got the best supporting cast in the entire league. Mm-hmm. That team has been favored in every single game this, this year, including the Super Bowl. You want to say he's 4-1 and one in the playoffs? All four wins, he's been at home. He's been favored. This year, Green Bay and Detroit pushed him to the brink when they were favored by a touchdown, right? Mm-hmm. In both of those games, he threw multiple passes that should have been picked, easy picks that that changes those games. Yep. And and the big plays in those games, even like Ayuk, like the ball went catch. off the dude's face. It was a great catch. And, yeah. and then there was another third down play where Jennings made a stick. Like he's 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 solid. Well, they, no, I got you. No, listen, I hear I'm you. I'm not going to say he's ass. Uh-huh. He's solid. <laughs> I appreciate that but, concession. Yeah. But start, he, yeah. Fortunate, and he's a okay. little Listen, Nick, let me ask you this before we go. Cause I know we want to get some of these Nick calls as well. Do, who do you think, and I don't know how old you are, but who do you think is the most innovative, respective, uh, respected, pardon me, offensive innovator slash coach in the history of the NFL? Oh, God. I think there's uh, only one answer. I'll help you if you can't get there. Bill but Walsh. It, yeah, it's Bill Walsh, right? So okay. when you talk about Joe Montana, do you talk about that? Well, I mean, 
you can, but John but, but people don't. Right, but again, yeah, but you're, you're four times. and again, you're comparing a Nick. Thank you for the call and thank you for Thanks, clarifying. Nick. I'm not in fact five four uh, or shorter. Uh, you, you're again comparing him to Joe Montana. No, no. What, let's see. This is where you you lose me with this, Al. It's not a comparison to Joe Montana. It is providing context to things in the past that people often overlook, and take a piece of it and apply it on very loosely on some level. Very loosely, the early stages of Brock Purdy's career. That's all. Right. I'm not saying he's going to go down as the second greatest quarterback of all time, which is what I think that that's where I think Joe Montana is. I think right. it's Brady one, Joe Montana two. I thought you said Mahomes. Where you put Mahomes? Well, I mean, I'm saying that that have already retired. No, no, Mahomes is, is one. And yeah, I, I, good catch. But no, I was just assuming that we're talking just about players who hung up. Yeah. So I think that with the Montana stuff, he too was the awesome beneficiary beneficiary of incredible talent. He had Jerry Rice. Not all the time. No, I know that, but ask anybody who's the right, greatest. Right, his first couple years, no, no Jerry uh, Rice. Well, he had uh, Jerry, no, he had, well, he had great players. Oh, Roger Craig, no Roger Jerry Craig, Rice. Roger Craig, I think it was Jerry a year Rice? or two after that. Yeah. Jerry Rice, and then John Taylor, of course, but then Rice Steve Young had a both. So. Yeah. No, but think about this. I mean, the 49ers were not bereft of talent. Um, they were coming out of most tunnels favored. Uh, and I think, because he said, you know, that they've been favored every game this year. Well, the, so was the old Niners team. Right. But and still, so was Brady's Patriots. But still it's the watching, way it goes when you're good. They were favored against the Rams. I'd say for the Super most Bowl. part. The, 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 what do you think watching. Tom Brady, like if Tom Brady played a thousand, I'm just throwing a thousand right. Patriot games, how many games do you think he was favored Well, they're in? probably favored in a lot of them. I, 90%? The 95%? The, the, but watching Purdy, see, that's why it's not just about the numbers. It's not about the results of the team. It's that's not about true. the system. Now, I will admit there are things, like Boomer could break down things that Purdy does that I am not privy to, that the common non-quarterback you know, player or, or person g- is going to see the way he reads that complex yeah. defense or the offense, runs the offense, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. However, watching him play in comparison to watching others play, I see others take over a game. I see their presence. I see what they do. Well, with Purdy, I see him do a lot of nice things. I think he's a good quarterback. Yeah. But I could say the same about Jared Goff. It doesn't mean that they're the best quarterback in the world. doesn't mean that they're awful. doesn't even mean that they're a game manager because maybe that term is demeaning. It sounds okay. like you're limited. I, okay, but it's I think— just comes, it, it shouldn't be disrespectful, but I still take it as, yeah, you're not— Right. I'm not going to really give yeah. you the stamp. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't think he's e- an elite level player, nor do I think he ever will be. Steve is calling from New Fairfield, Connecticut. What's up, Stevie? Hey, what's up, boys? How are you? How are you, Steve? Hey, Steve. What's yeah. happening, buddy? Um, with a lot of subjects, I find myself falling kind of in between two of you guys, both of your opinions, and it kind of falls on the same lines with the Knicks. Sal, did you watch a game last night? Yes. I mean, at the end of that game, this is New York City. Was it's not Oklahoma? They actually gave the Knicks. A standing ovation when the game ended. They didn't go away in that game. Mm-hmm. So for you to just say what? Knicks got smacked last night. Well, I mean, they, I mean, they did. It's not about <laughs> last night's game, by the way. That that has nothing to do I with heard it. Everything, I'm sorry. I, I heard everything you say about OG and everything. Right. But you're, you're the most impulsively reactive host. I mean, hey, maybe that makes great radio and that gets me guys like me to call. But I guarantee you, if last night DiVincenzo hit a three and they pulled that game out. You'd be saying, "BT, this team." No, it's not. It's, yeah. I told, I told That's you. That's what I thought, Steve. I told you, though, Come Steve, on, and man. I understand what you're saying, but I told you it's not about that. And thank you for the call. I am not reacting to the Knicks beat, getting beat by the Mavericks. They had no chance last night with no Brunson, especially, and then no, you know, no bench, no Ananobi, no Randall. They had no chance. 
I'm not, I didn't overreact to the Lakers loss, where a lot of people did. We came on the air Monday and still said, very I, 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 yeah, I believe in this yeah, team. Very. So, to, to a certain extent. Both of us. Obviously, without, Brunt, you know, without the help that Brunson needed, they weren't going to be able to beat the Lakers. So, I'm not going nuts about losing to the Mavericks. The game was non-competitive for the, for the most part. And the Knicks getting it to within 10 felt like they were getting back into it. And they did some good things. Deuce McBride with the sick dunk, all that stuff. It's not about that. It was about the lack of... I don't even want to say star power on the trade, but they didn't get the big trade. Mm-hmm. Murray, uh, even um, DeRozan, yep. Yep. The, the Brown. Bruce Brown. The, yeah, those were the big moves that they could have made. They made a solid move. They got better. So it was that was the first, okay. Then the Ananobi news, and then the realization of, like, there's a lot that needs to go right for the Knicks to even compete in the Eastern Conference Finals, let alone win the championship. And all I said was, the reality is it hit me last night. As a Nick fan, they're not winning the championship. That's it. And then that sets people off. My reality, my feel and opinion sets people off. Like, what's even wrong with that? It's an no. obvious statement. It's not even saying anything. No, 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 I'm telling you how I feel. <laughs> and it's crazy oh, to think God. that a team that hasn't won the championship since 73, hasn't sniffed a final since 1999. That's insane. Like, no, it, it's, it, there's nothing wrong with it. I find the timing interesting. Um, well, you said you wanted to do Knicks there. I hit uh, you with the Knicks. You gave me the option. I should have gone with the Gary V stuff. <laughs> between the stupid well, Knicks stuff and between the Jared Goff insertions. Purdy. It's been, uh, it's been well, a fun uh, week. The, it's, been a, it's been a great weekend. Have a great Sunday with the Super Bowl. Uh, I know next week's going to be tough for you and the fam. So Wait, you, I'll you keep know, you posted we'll, we'll on, there and on how many stuff. days. I might need to miss some time next week. No but doubt. we will revisit the Knicks stuff next week. We'll react to the Super Bowl and potentially Game 6 of the Baseball Ooh. Card World Series yeah, as well. We'll take it today. Let congrats, everybody know. Congrats Thank on you. winning Game 5. BT now Appreciate has a 3-2 that. lead heading into next week. Wolfish Enjoy night. the Super Bowl, everybody. Thanks to Emmanuel Barbari. Thanks to Hoff. Thanks to everybody listening. Cold. Appreciate each and every one of you. Evan and Tiki, they're coming up next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 